Welcome to the Movie City Maniacs, episode 86, part 2. On tonight's episode, we'll be doing our top 10 of 2020. Welcome to the Movie City Maniacs. Happy New Year, everybody. <laughs> where's the champagne? Where's the, where's the party streamers? I didn't get what you were doing there, but then it's like, yes, this is the best of the year. Uh, I'm Kyle. I'm Maddie. <laughs> I guess I'm Adam. Uh, yes, and as mentioned. Are we slow on the uptake right now, or is it just me? Like, well, Is everyone just kind of a... Well, I think best of years that Oscars keep on putting out, it seems, later and later. Theirs is going to be in what in april yeah which, they're in april okay i think possibly. we usually do ours we try to get in couple, before the oscars right yeah and a couple weeks earlier i think the years previous we've tried to tape the but episode. we'll see when this actually gets released it could yeah. be after the oscars 2022 everybody <laughs> i have been struggling with editing this year um it's it's been rough but um i need those long commutes and you know i just don't just have, don't have anymore. them anymore man yeah why don't you take like a bus ride somewhere to see where you can go anywhere yeah, yeah. why don't you go to new york city see, see, see some sites <laughs> we'll get all of them dead <laughs> yeah. Yeah, all done. maybe yeah no I, i'm gonna uh i'm gonna get on it but um yeah I, as mentioned we are talking about our top 10 of the year on the last episode or i guess it'd be the first part of episode 86 we covered the top 10 horror this is the second half of the episode um it's all one episode, but it's so big we thought we'd split it up instead of throwing out a six-hour episode for you. But yeah, we're going to run down our top ten of the year. Uh, I'm not going to lie, that last episode I struggled with. <laughs> I was so angry and miserable. Probably the worst I've ever been. Like <laughs> Recording that, it's like, why am I doing this podcast? That's how <laughs> miserable I was. So we'll see if this episode goes any better. I've heard of big dick energy, but I don't think that's the correct word for what you just had. <laughs> You're just a big dick. <laughs> yeah, I, I was angry because I didn't even want to talk about the films on my yeah. list, let alone the films on your list yeah. that I didn't like. And it's like, and again, sometimes these these best of the year, like it, it just gets to a point where you're doing like a month of nonstop whatever year you're covering and like you want to watch other things and again if it were if they're if you're hitting you know highlights every once in a while it's fine but when you're struggling and you're hitting 10 like mediocre to crap films it just like it starts to grade on you and you're like ah what the fuck man i don't even want to do this anymore i will say so, that like i while i was compiling this list i, I you know my ma- main list still has the horror picks in there usually yeah i just don't talk about them on this episode my top horror pick would be only number 22 oh get the fuck out of here of the year so yeah so you have a good list like you are happy with the movies you watch from so 2020. the other thing i noticed i was yeah. going back to my list last year and my my list last year one through like eight is just like really fucking solid yeah. but one through 12 i would say this year one through 14 maybe even they would all be in that eight through ten spot. They would be ab- above all of those those Get movies. Get out of here! And maybe even the top couple would be above the number seven. Like 
you know, they'd be on the borderline. I would be fighting. So I had a really good year for maybe not like my top hundred movies, but yeah. the next kind of phase uh, yeah. in terms of new movies. Yeah, I, I find I, I was I struggling still, to get ten movies, and I'm like, well, what? What should be on this list? I had a hard time. Getting yeah, like I, I, I still find I, I still think this is a yeah. terrible year. This list is going to be better than the horror, though. Mm-hmm. There's at least a, a handful on here that I am excited to talk about. And at least, like, there's probably 14 flicks that I wanted on my top 10. So at least there was, you know, yeah. whereas horror, I was, like, putting in, like, 10 and 9 f- films I didn't even really care about that much. Just, like, yeah. I guess I got to fill. There was, there was definitely a few on my horror list where it was, like, yeah, this is, like, something. I would say probably my top six there was solid st- stuff that I would normally expect. But, again, like... Those would be stuff I would normally expect in the back half of my top list. So uh, horror, I, I I eventually just was like, I can't watch any more of these. I, I think I watched The Rental and I was like, I'm done. No, I think I got to <laughs> just check out of this uh, for a bit. So what was really shitty about this year is I love seeing my movies in theaters. I like yeah. going to the cinema. Yeah. I like the uh, collective. I love the smell of popcorn and like dirt and like uh, grease. I love that. The Frisbee players. Yeah, I <laughs> yeah. love it. I haven't. I saw two movies this year in the theater. I saw zero. Did you see any or no? I did not see any. I yeah, I'm trying to. You think. didn't even see the new Tyler Perry in the theater. You love, and I love me some Tyler Perry. Yeah, <laughs> who's that? Medea? 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 I'm gonna one day watch all the Medea films. I feel like I owe oh, it to myself. Oh, what an episode that would be! <laughs> I, I'm gonna watch the Christmas and the Halloween ones scared? this year. That's my that's my 2021 goal is to watch. Those films. So Shocktober, baby. Different we're, goals. Yeah. <laughs> Shocktober, we're getting some boo and some boo too and whatever else she did. I don't even. Uh, anyway, what are we? Why are we talking about? Uh, I What's don't even know. <laughs> this is off the rails. No, boys. but it, no, I agree though. Like for me, I I like the, some of these Oscar picks and stuff. Mm. But like my main love is like the bigger I flicks, and there wasn't any of them. Yeah, I want to see superheroes punch people in the neck. Is what I want to see. But I also want to go see. Uncut gems at yeah, the fucking playhouse, like we did yeah. last year. Like, there's something about that. You're, like, Parasite it, in the theater was insane, incredible. Right? I feel like there's a collective, like, you're all in the same mindset when you're watching these movies. Well, even Which comedies and cool. horror, yeah. too. I find like sometimes those can be increased just by the experience. Mm-hmm. Whereas you're, you're watching it by yourself at home, it doesn't have the same. Same with thrillers, right? Like, everyone's on the edge of their seat. That everyone's was the thing tense, with yeah. Parasite when they were like, all underneath that, the, like hiding under the table and stuff, you could feel everyone in the theater being like, "What?" And, and when they find the secret space, they're all going fucking crazy. Yeah. And you d- you don't get those things on your own. I I do like watching movies, you know, from the comfort of my own home. I, I'm not. Well, you at least that. have Tammy too. Like Becky doesn't like me, so I, I watch most of my <laughs> movies by myself. She's not. <laughs> I still probably watch more than half of these by myself i'm yeah. trying to think yeah. i think i watched like one or two of these with her i'm trying to, i'm actually looking through right now to i watch any of these with her i don't know if i watched any of these movies with but her. but I, I did watch some <laughs> and, and you do feed off of each other right yeah yeah i, I just think I, I like you know it's nice to watch movies with people just to get their reaction but uh i don't know should, should we jump into anything else you guys want to talk about or no let's jump in yeah it. let's do it who who wants to start this uh this episode who went? You want to go? Sure. I don't. Yeah, I don't remember how this went. Yeah, I don't think you yeah. went first. I think I went last, didn't I? Yeah. Okay. <sighs> Fuck. So this was a really hard pick for number ten. Yeah. I almost feel like I'm regretting it already because there were some really good movies at the the in the teens. But I'm gonna go uh, the nest. 
Sean Durkin's follow-up from Martha Marcy May Marlene. This is... Uh, That's a mouthful of a title, right? Yeah, it always fucks me up, that title. So The Nest is it stars Jude Law and uh, Carrie Coon, uh, who finally has like a... a I, I love Carrie Coon. Uh, she's, a, she's an amazing actress, but really hasn't had a role on the big screen, like great television roles, but not not many on the big screen that really are up to her talents. They star uh, in the, this movie that takes place in the 80s, and it's Jude Law plays this guy who has crazy, crazy ambition. He wants to, like, prove everybody that, you know, his original class, he's much better. So they're in New York, and then he decides they're going to go to London, and he's going to, like, basically take over. Oh, he's going to be the... Uh... they move into this 15th century manor. So this kind of like spooky haunted house almost. Everything's shot like it's a fucking spooky haunted house movie. It kind of sounds like Rebecca, a modern Rebecca. Uh, kind of. It doesn't have any of this sort of interplay the, the same way. It's almost, this is like 80s greed that is yeah. taking over. It's got all the great s- soundtrack. But when they're in this house, you can see it. the house is almost ripping them apart. Even though... It has nothing to do with the house. It's just that they went there. It's not a horror movie. But it, I've never seen a drama do those kind of beats so well. Durkin is, I, I, I wish, I hope he doesn't take another nine years to make a movie because I both of his Derp, are eh? fucking great movies. Yeah, I, I looked at the trailer there. That one looked interesting. I, I did not get a chance to, to see it, though. That, that one was harder to find. Yeah, so I, I thought performances are, were great across the board. It, it does some really interesting things. It, it does play some metaphors maybe a little bit. On the nose? Yeah. And you love, you love yourself some Jude Law, don't you? Isn't he your best friend? Didn't you guys yeah. party together? Yeah. You saw a movie together once or something like that? We, we did stand in line. You guys Jude, shared a bowl of spaghetti together. Jude Law tried to, to, uh, to cut in line ahead of Tammy and I years ago, and we told him to go to the You back. laid down the law. I don't know if that's a true story or not. It is. Oh, okay. Interesting. Uh, we were going to see Darjeeling Limited, and I think he was going to see maybe his own movie. <laughs> and he, he was at the back just talking loudly about his new workout re- uh, regime huh. after we kicked him out to go to the back. Because he just walked up in front of everyone, and I remember being like, uh, so everyone allowed it, and you're just like, I don't yeah. think so. Jude I didn't really, I don't think I realized <laughs> yeah. who it was, maybe, or yeah. but I just said, hey, hey, the cue's back there, and then he was like, oh, sorry, or whatever. Oh, so you weren't a dick about it? It was just no, no, like, no. I wasn't a dick, and and then I was like, oh, fuck, that's Jude Law, <laughs> and uh, hey, you're not above the law. <laughs> but then he started talking so loudly about his workout. It was like, okay, man, yeah, you, you don't have to overcompensate. Like you just yeah. made a mistake. It's not a big deal. Yeah, be cool. <laughs> be cool, Jude Law. <laughs> Hey, look, get to okay, the back wait, wait, of the wait, fucking Did line. you know that story, Matt? Yeah, I did, yeah, actually. Okay. That's, that's why I was kind of busting your balls on. <laughs> Is this your way of saying sorry by picking this movie as yeah, number 10? Yeah, like, listen, I'm l- sorry, Listen, dude. I'm sorry. <laughs> this, the young Pope, you've done some good work yeah. the last few years. Cool. Uh, Maddie, your number All 10. All right, my number 10. It's an aptly named movie, The Gentleman. Guy Ritchie at his Guy Ritchiest. <laughs> I actually like his uh, foray back into gangster movies because I think he has so much talent. Well, I think that's really been. what he's... Yeah, good at it. Yeah. Only like, every time. I feel like any time you try something else, it's not doesn't work. Yeah, and I figure this is like almost like the uh, cartoonishly back to being Guy Ritchie. Like, why would they Love think it. it's a good idea to do Robin Hood with Guy Ritchie style? <laughs> I, or even I, like Sherlock, Sherlock Holmes. Holmes makes no yeah. sense. I didn't mind Sherlock yeah. Holmes, but it didn't fit his style. Like, it it felt like that he Speaking was trying of to make Jude it work. Law movies. I don't like. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, he's Watson, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, he's a guy that. 
I've been afraid to even go back to Lockstock, Lockstock. and Snatch, which I, I loved as a teenager. And, it, and, you know, but I remember seeing Rock and Rolla, and I wasn't that much old, older and yeah. being like, this is bad. Isn't yeah, this bad? Yeah, Rock and Roll is a bit rough, I found. So this is yeah. something more than that. It is a lot better than that. Like, and the, the characters are so interesting. It is a return to a fun movie. You know Hugh what I'm Grant. Yeah. Fucking owns that movie. Yeah. But even Colin again, Farrell's great. I think Conahay's always good. Usually hate who's the guy? Charlie Hunan. Yeah. I find him crazy wooden. But he was good. he was yeah. okay in this, yeah, which is him. saying a lot for me because I find him very Yeah, the only terrible. thing I've ever seen him in, I thought that he was b- uh, declared? Uh Lost City of Z. La, like, Lost City uh, of Z or Z. I think it's well it's American, so yeah. it's probably Z, but um Z. Work Z. Oh yeah, wait. Oh yeah, Z. We're Z. Yeah. Okay, you're right. So it would be. Um, I like Z better. <laughs> Straight out, say it. <laughs> he's a, he's a, he's a yank. It rhymes nicer when you do an A B C D. Yeah, that's because you, know. you grew up in Connecticut. I like I like <laughs> color spelled with a U, but I I, I go with yeah. uh, Kyle. Yeah, that's the one Z. American thing that I do like. Yeah, everything else we're better than them. In. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Pull, no, not pulling any punches. Yeah, so if I'm, yeah, yeah. <laughs> dude. What I think my list is sorely lacking is fun movies. Like I feel this year was kind of devoid of like anything. It's like, oh, this is fucking awesome. I like being here for this two hours. I agree, and I, I think that's why too. Like I kind of was watching all the films everyone was raving mm. about and kind of pushing out, and then all these kind of like these fun films I watched in the last couple of days, and it's like maybe that's why they struck harder. Yeah. Like maybe they're not as good, and I'm kind of just like I needed that <laughs> film after watching like depressing dramas for a fucking month so yeah i I don't know this is i'm kind of worried that my list in a a, you know if i went back to this and fuck if i went back to this next month yeah it would i could completely switch around the list so i don't know all right anything you wanted to no no? i'm happy with that did you watch it or no no it is uh, uh, to be honest i uh i didn't even think of watching this movie (laughs) yeah i was i was chatting with ron the way down here like because we're doing this, like, all right, you have to watch a bunch of 2020 movies. I wouldn't have not even clocked on my radar. But I'm like, oh, I don't think I. I also cool, don't think I, I even th- thought it was a 2020 movie. Yeah, because it was in. It the came theaters. out like early, yeah, like January, February. Yeah, I will say though, on this movie did quite well review wise. Like, I think on Letterbox, it's something crazy, like oh, yeah. three point six or something, which is. Yeah, pretty weird. fucking high for this type of film. Like, I, I honestly, that's why the kind of made me watch it because it's mm. like, wow, people are actually really digging this. I thought for sure it would have been like a two point five type of film. So it's three. Uh, yeah, it's uh, four point six on Letterbox. No 3. way. 6, mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's three point six. But that that's really high for that type of film. Yeah, it's again usually like anything over three point five is a pretty solid film. I probably would have watched if I realized this I because it says 2019 also on Letterboxd so it probably yeah. just got thrown by that. I, even though I did go pretty deep to do all that stuff but I yeah. also probably Guy Ritchie scared yeah. me. Yeah, again I, I don't even know if I've seen his last well I, I definitely haven't seen the Robin Hood I didn't see the second Sherlock Holmes I don't even know if I saw his last crime one. I don't know. But yeah, it's one of those films I have not really I kind of gave up on him as well and but then you know I saw that people were liking this, and I was kind of looking for something fun. So, mm-hmm. uh, anyways, um, my number ten. You actually recommended this film, and I was like, "What? Like, what a stupid title! And what's it? What is it about?" And the trailer didn't look good, and you're just like, "Just watch it." Well, you and let's be fair, <laughs> Zack Snyder <laughs> talked about uh, this movie. First Cow. Uh, okay, yeah. Um, this is a weird little film. At the first ten minutes, I was not really 
digging it, I was just like, I, I don't know. I'm not feeling this type of film. There's like no barely any dialogue, and I don't know what's going on. Before you start, was that maybe Fuke? What's her face? Yeah, uh, Alia Shawkat. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah. But um, from but, Arrested Development. Yeah. Oh, I, the, I, that, yeah, never, actress, never watched it. Yeah. Oh wow. Oh, sorry, Maris in the first season. Uh, anyways, but yeah, the once once uh, the two leads meet up. When does it take place? In it's the- like front frontier. So they're basically discovering, uh, or they're they're not discovering Oregon, but they're trying they're to trapping, aren't they? Actually, yeah. There's trappers there, and it's not been settled at all or farmed, anything like that. And you have a bunch of people are there for gold. Uh, that's where this one guy is. He's with a group of people that do not like him. Um, while he, we, he's with these people, he happens to meet an Asian man who's on the run. Uh, I guess he, uh, his friend was murdered by some crazy Russians, and he killed one of them and, and ran off, and he's in hiding. And this guy helps him, and uh, then meet, they meet up uh, a bit later on and form this kind of relationship. And, uh, yeah, t- you learn that he's the, the one guy is a cook, and he's like, you know what, I, I wish if I had some milk, we, I could really do something. It happens. Cookie. Yeah, it, it happens there in this where they are. There's this one cow that is owned by the the chief factor, is what they call him. But he's he's kind of like the ruler of the, the land, I guess. And he has this cow. When they they go out in the middle of the night and they're secretly stealing milk and they make these cookies and they're like, ah, oh, these are really good. But and there's no other food around here. Like, what if we sold these? And they they take a batch out and they sell out like within minutes and they they start becoming this hot thing. So they're they're going in the middle of the night each time, you know, stealing more and more milk. It's like a crime drama. It kind of, <laughs> it, it does turn into like yeah. almost like a buddy. Yeah, it's kind of uh, like it's a it, it's almost unclassifiable. But there is buddy like crime elements, but awesome. it's not really. It's that. really like a friendly relationship between, yeah. between these two gentlemen. And yeah, there, but there is a tenseness whether because if they get caught. It's going to be bad. And the chief factor ends up trying their thing, and they're kind of worried, well, what if he discovers that, you know, it's we're milk? Yeah, using, because there's no other milk around that land. So anyways, yeah, I don't know. It's just, um, there's just a lot of, like, quiet. It's kind of like a relaxing, quiet movie that you throw on, like, a Sunday afternoon. And it's nice once in a while to go back to that type of film. Yeah, that's my number 10 pick. Awesome. Yeah, the the oily cakes they make. They're like biscuits. Yeah. Um, and it kind of makes you, like, Hungry. <laughs> you wanna, did you eat some cookies when you were watching this? It's those? the chef of its uh, yeah. of its day. So my number nine is Christopher Nolan's Tenant. Oh, nice. A, a movie that I I don't know. I I kind of was like my expectations were kind of low for this after so many people had had seemingly not liked it and give it uh, at the gears. It almost had yeah been become kind of a joke out in the internet land. I thought it was just an incredible action movie. Mm-hmm. It's it's a James Bond movie without James Bond. It, yeah. The action set pieces. It's James Bond, though, without the charm and, like, the, I don't know. Yes, it's very the cold. Witty, the witty lines. The, the and... cold, but it also has, I can't think of a James Bond movie that has this many action set pieces that I like. And I just watched Casino Royale. Like, And you didn't even see this in theaters. I this did was, not this see this like in theater. This is just in, small screen. in the, the basement, and it just fucking... Rip yeah. me apart, and it moves so goddamn yeah. fast. Um, yeah, a lot of the theory is kind of like nonsensical, yeah, whatever. You're, you're wearing a dunce cap at that point. Um, but I didn't have trouble following it. I thought it was fairly logical in even its illogical yeah. thing. He's also doing some effects that we haven't really seen before. 
Mm-hmm. Visually, it was kind of fucking cool, right? It's amazing to look at. Everything is amazing yeah. to look at. I just, please keep letting Christopher Nolan make his crazy idea movies and don't make him do a fucking franchise again. Like, he did a good job with the franchise, but we have guys that will do that, and they'll do a good enough job. I don't know. Like, he's still the high point of the comic book film, in my opinion. As much as I love Snyder's take, I mean, I think they're, they're you know, what he did with okay. the Dark Knight film. Christopher Nolan does a Jar Jar Binks movie. <laughs> <laughs> would you guys go see it? But that's the thing. They'll, they'll make him make Star Wars yeah. or, or would, some shit. Would you see it or would you be like, I, I, I have to see this? I probably would have to see it this. It seems like, like a train wreck. You just have to check it out because it I could don't know, be if, amazing. If it's something like Jabba the Hutt or something that Del Toro wanted to do where it's like a crime Star like Wars a, film, I'd, I'd be interested. I, it's just like there's very few guys that are getting to do original concepts mm-hmm. on huge budgets that can execute, and he's one of them. So please, yeah. don't take that away. From don't them. take that away from me. Is what I, I'd like. Yeah, you know. who knows though? He's kind of like burnt the bridges with Warner Brothers, but I mean they may take it because he's still like their Golden their bread. Boy. Yeah, their yeah. breadwinner. Other than Tenet, maybe didn't do as well. But again, it was also released during fucking COVID. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think everything this year has got a little asterisk. All right, my number nine, I needed a party. It's been a year since I've kind of had a knockdown, drag them out night with some of my friends hanging out, drinking beers, listening to music. Lover's Rock gave that to me. It is just like an hour and a half of just hanging out with these people. You kind of get glimpses into their life. You kind of get like a... Small jokes. You see, like that one guy who's acting a fool, but the music and the just atmosphere you can, there. You can feel, feel the love. excitement. You got it. My heart was kind of going when, like, that one dude who's acting a fool, like, oh, is there going to be a fight? What's happening? Like, what's going on here? You're kind of like on the outside looking in, just like hey, you would be at a party. Like, oh, what's happening? Should I go There's say something? Really distinct characters all throughout this movie that you yeah. start like to pick up on their place pretty early. Like, he yeah. does an, an incredible job of. Of not making this just like, because there's a lot of fucking people at that party. It's a ton. Um, and you get yeah. maybe five minutes total time with these people, like each character, if yep. that. Yeah. But still, you kind of get there, uh, you know who knows people, you kind of see what they're about. Oh. And the music, man, it was so fucking dope. Yeah. It, it, Had such a blast with this movie. But the thing is, I don't know if I'll watch it again when I can just go to a party myself. But that being said, I needed this movie this year. I think that's how I felt actually about all the Steve McQueen. I, I like them all, but they all feel like one-time watches. Oh yeah. I also feel like I don't know. I wanted more from all of them. They all kind of like left me wanting more. I mean, I guess that's a good thing. Yeah. But like the relationship in this one, like I didn't necessarily care about that aspect. I just liked being like to me, this movie worked because yeah. you're just hanging out at a party for an hour and a half, which is great. Yeah. But at the same time, I, I don't know. Like, I just can't. I think you get all those things. Like, I'll, I'll definitely be talking about this later. But okay. um, <clears throat> I, I feel like he did a great job of establishing more than just character tropes around these people. Which, mm. it, and nothing's trying to manipulate you. It's you're in there, but if you're paying attention, there's stuff in the background going on. Like, Steve McQueen is something else as a f- fucking filmmaker. That's all I got to say. I will spoil my list and say there is no Steve McQueen. Oh, zero, eh? On Jeez. my list. I was very, I wanted to put in one again when I was, I had mm. it down to 14 and I really wanted to put one at 10 to kind of cover them all. But uh, in the end, yeah, I was just kind of like, you know what? I'm not excited to revisit any of these. And 
for me, for like my top favorite films, I mean, again, I'm not picking the top 10 best technical or whatever Oscar worthy films because they're my favorites. I'm going to go back to, and I just. I don't know. I don't see myself going back to any of them. It's well done. As going they back were. is one of the elements, but just the actual experience of watching them yeah. is another one. Like that first time experience, I'm. Yeah. yeah. I, again, none of them, I, I don't think. I think if I had to pick one, and I'm sure you guys will talk Mangrove? about it, Mangrove. But even that, it's just kind of like, it, it's an amazing, important film, and they're all important films, but like, I don't know if I necessarily enjoyed them all. Like, Lover's Rock is probably the most enjoyable. Yeah, it's a party, man. Yeah. yeah. It's a, so, super party. It's like, it fits in with that Linklater, yeah. just party vibe, sort of hangout. And also, in some ways, goes into commentary that you'd never get in a Linklater movie. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think all, all of them kind of feel like just slice of life. I think that's... My prop, they all kind of like felt like they just ended without giving, like, I don't know. They all feel like this is shit that happened. It's important. And then they would end and kind of leave you. But yeah, but what happened to any of this? Like, that's my favorite part about which wouldn't make my list is the third one. The red, white, and blue. Yeah. yeah, I love how that fucking ends. I I get, I don't need to know what he happens afterwards. So depressing. It's not on my list, but that was so heartbreaking. It's just like, I I get it. Nothing has changed, but it's like, so why am I following? Not necessarily nothing that changed. Like I felt, these movies are showing that things have changed because of what's happened in these movies. Yeah. But there's still a lot of relatable things to what's going on now. Like the hardships that are going through are, are way more extreme than now, but there's still like echoes of all that that are yeah. s- very pervasive in what's going on. Plus, I just fucking, especially a couple of these movies, I just think they're fucking great movies. But I'll probably talk about them later. All right. All right. Well, something to look forward to. Uh, my number nine actually just switched around is Bad Education. Mm. Okay. I'm glad yeah. someone talked about this, uh, this one. I do feel like there's been a lot of these expose kind of films, Spotlight. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the other big one recently? Dark Water. Yeah, Dark, there's yeah. another one, though, that I really enjoyed. The Report? Uh, no, it wasn't. I can't think of it right now. But anyways, I, I do feel like this one is smaller compared yes. to those yeah. ones. It's a high school, right? No, but I mean like Spotlight. Yeah. It's like you find out this is happening yeah. in every church and it's been going on for all this time. Mm-hmm. And Whereas this one, it's not like you find out every school has been stealing and, yeah. and abusing funds. It's really two people at yeah. this school. So it is it's smaller it in that regard. slowly. Like, it gives you a bit of rope and then it just kind of keeps getting... Yeah. Like you pull yeah. on that thread and the sweater starts to unravel. I think that's why I like this yeah. one. It's yeah. almost like a uh, like more self-contained thriller like i I like spotlight and you know some of these other movies but i i really like this one and maybe this one doesn't have in some ways the the dialogue isn't quite as sharp but the direction Mm -hmm. is fucking that Corey finley is he's the real deal like he did thoroughbreds which i fucking loved and for me this isn't as adventurous formally in any sort of way but Anyways, this is your pick, not mine. Yeah, I, I do. I do like that it starts out, and it starts out, and like Hugh Jackman is this. I don't know if I'm spoiling, but love he's this perfect. Guy. Like he's just like wow. Like yeah. who would not want this guy? Like he's yeah. he's so good with students. He know he remembers some kid that graduated 15 yeah. years ago. Yeah. He knows everyone in the school. He just seems like he, the perfect even guy. Like, uh, fashioned his own noose if, in a yeah. weird way. You know what I'm saying? Like, but like you said, like it starts out and it gets, and then you yeah. you know more and more comes out, and then by the end, it's like. I, I don't know. I, I like that aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, uh, what's her name? Is it Allison Janney? Allison Janney is fantastic yeah. in it. 
Yeah, I just I, I think it's just a good character drama. And again, like even though it doesn't have that same like holy shit, I can't believe this is happening. It was still just an interesting story. There's, Watch yeah. these There's two. There's fun to it too. There's like a beat. Yeah. That is a little bit off, quirky, little like this is one of the first movies I watched in 2020. So it's been a long time. And and part of me is like, is this not on my list? Because I watched it in January of mm. last year. It just doesn't hit any of the highs that I thought it sh- well should have for me. It just was missing that yeah. one thing. But yeah, that's my number nine. Awesome. My number eight is. Andrew Patterson's The Vast of Night. That's my number eight. Oh, cool. Yeah, fucking A, man. The intro is so fucking good. Like that first half hour. The first half hour is insane. Maybe my favorite. I I thought I was watching my favorite movie of the year. Maybe like the past five years. It was so good just watching him. And he is so slick. Everett and Faye, and they're going around and they're interviewing all these people. And the the dialogue is almost like a screwball comedy, like a Howard Hawks film yeah. from the 1940s. But the way it's shot is this almost remove sort of, I, I can't even explain it. I had it. a hard time explaining like why this was shot, but it almost felt like it was like a single camera just following these guys through. There's definitely the, like single camera, but mm-hmm. the cuts, when he does cut, like everyone's going to talk about that one shot that goes through yeah. from from the... Telephone station into the into the gymnasium. That's an amazing shot. But I think it's more impressive what happens before because when it does cut, it's to the rhythm of what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so many unbelievable dialogue lines. I, I wish I had wrote them all down because they're they're incredible. He does a good job too of just creating like a town that feels like a real town. That mm-hmm. town has lived in all those people. You know, you feel like you, you you're in this town and you know all these people, even though you're just kind of you know it's great sense of space them, yeah. for sure. The thing is, the remainder of the movie because that's uh, probably about forty minutes of the movie, yeah. and then it goes into almost like radio play territory. But it's like the best fucking radio it play. Is the storytelling is so spooky and so done like, like right? Yes, in an awesome way. I feel this movie like uh, it was up against it with the budget. I feel like that first like forty minutes they probably had. All right, we got this shot before COVID. The last half of this movie, I think, was during COVID. No, like, I think it was all shot. Oh yeah, probably in twenty, like early twenty eighteen or, okay. or, or 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 sometime yeah, in twenty. It was released in twenty nineteen at yeah. least at festivals I and see, stuff. I, uh, I, I think it's a summertime twenty eighteen, maybe shoot, or maybe it's a twenty. Because it does feel like they kind of like, all right, we are out of restraint. There, How do we make this story cool? I think it was probably like. It was a collaboration between the director and these writers, and the writers had the story. And I, I, I feel like there's a little bit like, hey, we've got this kind of sp- spooky Twilight Zone story, yeah. and he's got all these like amazing formal camera techniques and sound techniques. Like the sound is fucking it amazing. It works. Yeah, even like you're just talking for like uh, 15 minutes at a clip, and you're still engaged, mm-hmm. which is kind of cool. Like a radio play, yeah. I think the ending is really good. I like the mystery behind it too, yeah. which is kind of cool. And th- this is a, his debut film. Debut too. film. Yeah. I can't wait yeah. to what he's going to he do next. He definitely has like some chops, and I think whatever he does next is going to be out of this world great. Like we're going to watch out for him. That was your number eight and my number eight. Oh, both here. Okay. Uh, so I said at the beginning that I have a couple of picks. So you guys can be like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> and here's the first one. I just actually moved it up one Come more. Come on, Practical Junkers movie. <laughs> No, that that was that might have been the worst movie of the year, and I I, I really hope it's on your list so I can no, tear apart. I was that. so excited about this, I'm like oh yeah. What yeah, the yeah, fuck yeah. were those guys thinking? 
well, it made a bunch of money. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't. Yeah, those guys have a huge fan base. That, yeah. We we'll, we can talk about that later. I don't know anything about these people. It's kind of like like a whatever. It's like a jackass, but kind of like they just do stupid things. It's but like not, high school friends that go into kind of like um, pull pranks on each other. And like so, but you think like jackass when they did a movie, it was like it kind of made sense because it's like it's doing the same shit, but with like a thirty million dollar budget, so yeah. they can do huge stunts. This movie. There's no increase in budget, really. There's nothing, yeah. no, and nothing they did in the movie felt like it was bigger than what you could have saw on the show. show. None of it was even funnier. I think I laughed more during the, the episodes. And then the other half, they decided that they were going to act and create a story, like an actual film. And it's so bad. Yeah. The dialogue and their acting is so awful. It was like, like actually, I think that's actually the only <laughs> film I watched with Becky this year because we watched the, the show and we were both like, oh, this is embarrassing. Like, I saw that and Tenet in theaters. <laughs> oof. Anyways, fuck that film. Uh, yeah, anyways, it's not that film, but it, it, it's probably on the same level for you guys. My number eight is Fat Man. <laughs> oh. oh, Mel Gibson. Eh? I, I'll, I honestly yeah. didn't register what that was. Yeah. It's how much of an impression that yeah. movie made for me. Yeah, I don't know. It's a film I keep on thinking about. And I know, like, I don't even care about the assassin part. I know you guys didn't like that. I didn't mind that part. Mm-hmm. But I just, I mean, I'm a big Mel Gibson fan. I think he was phenomenal in this and i just love i i wish it was just them two almost just trying to save the the yeah the walter goggins i feel like it was two different movies spliced i together. love walton goggins yeah. and i hate him in this yeah. movie love me some goggins yeah but like yeah i feel like uh he either wasn't paying attention to this movie or the director wasn't paying attention to this movie like it's the tone different. tonal stuff but yeah i thought it would be honestly i went into yeah. thinking It'll probably be the other way. Like, yeah. But Mel Gibson has depth at playing yeah. Santo. Like, what the fuck? I, I think the Walter Goggins sold the picture, and the Gibson is the picture they wanted to make. I think you need, like, the trailer. If you watch the trailer, it's being sold as this crazy 80s action flick where Santa Claus is facing an assassin. I think if you didn't have that, it would be hard to get the budget for this movie. Yeah. So I, I wonder if it was something like that, where, like, you know what, this is the film I want to make, but I got to add this stuff. But yeah, I, I agree. I, I mean, I don't think the, I didn't mind the Walter Goggins as much as you did. I, I had fun with it. But I, I just love the scenes, the quiet scenes with Mel Gibson and uh, Marianne Jean-Baptiste. Yeah, Jean-Baptiste, yeah. Just like, so the, the whole story is he's Chris Kringle and the world has kind of gone to shit. So they don't have the money as much anymore. I guess you find out that, you know, Christmas is kind of government funded and it's based on, you know, how good... The kids are in the world, yeah. I guess, and then the kids, I guess, in this in this universe are, have gone bad. On the side thing with the kid, like, yeah. I, this movie drives me crazy because I love the stuff you're going to talk about that's awesome in it. It's yeah. it, it's a, such I, a see, I, missed again, opportunity. I, I, I had fun with the other stuff too, but uh, but yeah, so he he ends up having to take this deal with the government, and he's going to create weapons. For, he's going to use the elves to create weapons for the the government, and they'll. Give help. Some subsidies. They'll, they'll pretty much keep the the whole the whole facility Operate, the operation alive. alive. Um, and yeah, and then you have this other story where this prick little rich kid, this evil little bastard, gets coal for Christmas, and he wants uh, Santa's head. So he hires Walter Goggins, who's an assassin, to take out Santa. So you get some crazy action scenes in the end there. But yeah, it's just the other stuff that I love. I love like Mel Gibson as Chris Kringle sitting at a bar talking to some guy who's yeah. like. You should go home to your like. How's your wife and kids yeah. doing? Blah, blah blah. As he's trying to pick up the you know the a young stripper bartender. or something or, or a bartender. I don't know. It, it's just 
I, I think I know, um, you know, it's especially in this day and age, it's not good to like <laughs> Mel Gibson. I don't care about that. I, I love Mel Gibson. I think, like, yeah. I may not, you know, who cares what he is in, in his personal life? Like, as an actor, every time I watch him and he's always the best part of his films. And I think, like, I honestly feel like the past, like, five, ten years, we've been getting some of the best performances out of him just doing these kind of, these type of roles. This, this is even, what drives me crazy. Like, this role, if you made, like, this small... If you just if the director just like give me a third of the budget or a quarter of the budget, yeah, yeah, this might be a, a career defining role for him instead of something that unfortunately yeah. will probably be forgotten. Like, yeah, the rapport he has with Mrs. Claus in this it's is unbelievable. So good. Yeah, it could have been just a drama, and I think it, you're right; it, it possibly would have been better, or even just like an a, some espionage with the. Military, the, or the military. The stuff yeah. there was okay, like the kind of backdoor stuff. But he, yeah, there's so many like good things when you're in the town and you're you're you're. There. I do love this kind of shit though, where it's like let's take Santa Claus and put him in the real world and do this total like spin on it that you've never seen before, and it's just so like the elves are so different than you've ever seen. Like everything about the it elves is were just, good too. Yeah. It's just so weird, and and to me that's what stands out for me. And again, being a Christmas movie, I'm a sucker for holiday movies. If if you guys mm. have listened to this <laughs> podcast for a while, you'll know that. So I'm going to probably watch this film more than I am any other on the list because I'm not going to I'm not saying I'm going to throw it in every Christmas, but every probably couple years I'm going to throw it on at Christmas time. Christmas movies tend to get a lot of watches out of me. And uh, yeah, I'll be going back to this one, I'm sure, many times in the future. I understand it's not going to be for everyone and I understand a lot of problems from it. Are, are in there but again like to me it just stood out as such this weird kind of like elseworld take on on santa that um yeah it's one that like i had not in my list i had higher up on my list and in the end i knew you guys did not like it so i wanted to give <laughs> talk it about some, it <laughs> give it some love um and again like i said out of out of a lot of them it's probably the one i'll watch uh go back to um anyways uh adam your number seven, seven. So my number seven is a Canadian film, which I don't know since we've been doing this if I've had anything from a Canadian director that was made in Canada. Why do you hate Canada? I don't know. Is it because you say Zed? I was about to say, like, go back in your list, see how many Canadian (laughs) picks there are. There's probably some. Uh, I think for me it's a lot of, like, the 80s horror. But other than that, I don't know if I could think of too many. Well, I'll I'll probably talk about it someone else uh so this is matthew rankin's the 20th century um this is basically i don't even know like a pastiche historical telling of william lyon mckenzie who became our prime minister and how he gets there but it it's this like dream world that takes place where canada is like you can get from toronto to winnipeg in two seconds Uh. and it's and it's all these kind of like geometric shapes and Everything is super silly and super aggressive, but it's playing off of like some of his actual fetishes that he had, like to boots and stuff. It almost looked too like a nineteen twenties style. Yeah, like, yeah, it's it's almost silent film style. Yeah, but or like even tear, even Gilliam mask for like the weirdness. Like oh. I, I I didn't see it. I just watched the trailer and I I kind of wanted to watch it. It just looked insane. It's it's totally bonkers. It's 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 very much in, indebted, I think, to Guy Madden, uh, both. A Winnipeg director, uh, but this one's a little bit more streamlined. Like Guy Madden is definitely taking more abstract elements 
into his films and I, I love Guy Madden um, I only know Guy Madden from the Criterion Closet and he just like he was one of the first to do it and just fucking load up that bag <laughs> and I was like this guy is awesome like I watched it so many times not knowing who he was just because he was such an interesting dude my Winnipeg might be the way into Guy Madden yeah. which is that was the thing bag bag it <laughs> just like bag, bag and he's just loading up and i'm like i love this guy i i yeah it made me want to check out his films <laughs> you you should like he's he's uh, you know up there with you know cronenberg uh, as i think you know the greatest canadian filmmakers mm-hmm. uh so th- this is just like it always i love silly i love absurd i love taking things and like turning them around and, and you never quite know where it's gonna go and what the point of it all is mm-hmm. i just i watched this on a sunday morning or I, I think it was a sunday morning and just was in a great mood even though it's sometimes dark too and a little bit off-putting it was the biggest surprise there was one writer that i followed that had this as his number one film, and I was, everybody else. Yeah, I haven't heard anyone mm-hmm. talk about. I only saw it because I saw you rated it highly, but I, I haven't really heard anyone um, talk about this. Yeah, it's it's. I I don't think it's you know been up on many people's lists, even though there's a few people because it just has this style. Like, it does look like one of those films you got to be in the right mood for. Like, it's almost so too weird. I don't, I don't it's know. so weird. It is it like wacky. It, 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 and it's, it's not even wacky. It's just like. Uh, sometimes you're going, why is this scene set up like this? Why is the mother played by this male a- actor? Do you think and the fact that it's a Canadian film too, it kind of got like lost in the mix? Totally. Like getting it, out there. I think it's a really like fairly low budget Canadian yeah. movie that was funded by Telefilm Canada or whatever. And, and maybe I think there was Quebec money in it. It kind of well. reminded me too, the vibes of those, um, now you know commercials that used to play in Canada. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like the heritage moments? Heritage there's moments. moments. Yeah. I don't yeah, know why. I kind of got a vo- that vibe. Yeah, there's, they're playing off, of, I think, off of the, all of these kind of things. And it's taking history and then throwing it off. Like the way someone becomes prime minister, they, I don't want to give it away because if you guys should watch this. It's basically like an Olympi- Olympiad they have to do to become <laughs> this. And the events they have to do are so fucking hilarious. This sounds kind of up my alley, actually. You're either going to really like this or never get on its wavelength. And I yeah. think I picked it at like the perfect day yeah. time for me. And it, Did you spark up before you watched this? Or I what? didn't. Yeah. Uh, if this movie would be. Yeah. I, I'm, that may be I a rewatch. Sunday morning. Sort of, sort of. You might want to wake up and like, all right, well. Might be a rewatch thing yeah. there, but uh, yeah, quite enjoyable. The 20th Century Matthew Rankin, cool, awesome. Maddie, your number seven. Uh, is this is uh, was that Clark Duncan's directorial debut, Arkansas. I really like these characters. I thought I you'd love, love this. this story. Kind of like ebbed and flowed in a really interesting way. You have Vince Vaughn kind of being Vince Vaughn, gangster. Clark Duke too, right? Yeah, it's Clark Duke. Clark Duke. No, Clark Duncan. I'm thinking Michael Clark Duncan. Yeah. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Michael Clark Duncan's yeah. uh, first directorial debut. Post-humously? He directed this one from hell. Yeah, yeah he yeah. was actually not a good dude. Yeah, no, um, no, no, oh, no. Was he not? Uh, no, I don't yeah, know. I oh, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Fucking guy's a saint. You're... <laughs> yeah, everyone, we, we, let's hope Mike Clark Duncan was the saint that we all believed he yeah. was. Anyways, Clark, Clark Duke, Duke is probably sorry. not a saint. Yeah, yeah, no. But I love how his he has like a deadpan delivery in this mm-hmm. entire movie. And the movie kind of moves at a snail's pace, but I don't mind that. See, like, I, don't, I don't know if I got that. No? You didn't find it kind of like slow and no, drawn out? No, no, no. 
I think I think he a little bit deliberate. I yeah. think I think Clark Dunk is the star of the film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, who's yeah. the other guy? Hemsworth. Yeah, I think that's yeah. my problem. I think Liam Hemsworth has as much charisma, and like he, every time I see him in, like he's such a boring, forgettable guy. He was wooden in this, but it played well with the. Uh, yeah, it, I think he like because he's supposed to be a cipher. I didn't like yeah. uh, spoiler for me. This doesn't make my list. Yeah. I, I thought this was one that both of you yeah. would like. Because I really of enjoyed the, it. Uh, it actually didn't make my list either. No, no. but it, it was close. It would it would have been like. Listen, seventeen years in there. I liked it. I did. Like I it. love Malkovich and uh, yeah. Oh yeah, Clark Duke just interacting with each other. Fucking loved it. Love Vince Vaughn. Like the Vince Vaughn parts, I thought were fucking excellent. I think Vince Vince Vaughn is another guy. Like in the past five years, that guy is just like doing a great film every year. Like he's mm-hmm. he's been doing a, a couple films that he's really. I was about to say, there, is is there is there really a great film every year? I need to get back on. Well, Vince there's Vaughn. Dried to Cross Concrete and Riot Brawl, uh, Brawl and, and Cell yeah. Block, and then what? What, what well, else? True Detective, did, I guess. He did a couple other things that I'm sure I'm forgetting about, but it, it seems he's he seems like a guy that now he's kind of not doing just the the swingers Vince Vaughn. That yeah. he's kind of more of an interesting guy. Because we should look at this. Like I'm going to look at this right now. So Vince Vaughn, who became a star, is. Is there any and let's take out swingers yeah. out of this scenario? But I saw Ridge. He was he was pretty good in. Um, but in his in his heyday, mm-hmm. is there anything that's actually good that uh, he's? The I star? really like old school and Wedding Crashers as comedies. Yeah, I like uh, Made. I like Made. I like Swingers. So, so Made and Swingers, like yeah, these are the same. Both were no, didn't make him a star. Barely I, I anybody like Fred, saw. I made. like Fred Claus. <laughs> well, I actually stand by that film. I love that as a Christmas family Christmas movie. But like all the movies, The Breakup, Starsky and Hutch, Ooh. Uh, Ooh. Four Christmases, yeah. Couples Retreat, Delivery Man. No, yeah, most of those weren't great. The Dilemma, like. But like these, this is why he's a star. And, and Wedding Crashers and Old School. And I think what Old School and Wedding Crashers put him on the map. And then at that point, Dodgeball. He was just yeah. I guess it, Dodgeball was a pretty like big Dodgeball one. And, and Starsky and Hutch yeah. were huge, huge movies. Didn't like them, which is kind of weird. Like I figured, like at that age, yeah, I didn't really Vince like Vaughn. Be like, oh fucking a man, like, but just didn't. I think the problem was him. again, he was doing the same thing yeah. Wedding Crashers in every single movie, but with lesser scripts, and they weren't as funny. It was yeah. kind of like. Like you, you that's didn't not need to one, have a script. You that's not one I really ever liked. Old school. Yeah, I liked uh, old school. Uh, yeah, like was something that was. I'd be interested to go back to old school now that we're away from uh, those, Will Ferrell. Yeah. yeah, those were like huge parts of my college. Those were like old school. Were like that Napoleon Dynamite. And I forget the other one that everyone <laughs> fucking was nonstop for a good year. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I, I that would be an interesting episode. I've always kind of liked Borat. Vince Vaughn, though. Napoleon Dynamite and Wedding Crashers. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like the comedies of our time. Yeah, like, the comedies of because that everyone quoted incessantly. Well, I or guess old like, school, yeah, maybe I, old school. I, instead I was of Wedding like Crashers. the Chappelle Show would be the uh, way to go on that one because everyone just yelled oh, yeah. Chappelle Show shit. But at each Wedding other. Crashers kind of did the same thing for Owen Wilson's career. Like from that mm-hmm. point on, he was headlining all these films that weren't that great. Yeah. I mean, other than the Wes Anderson stuff, but he was like headlining all these films and like none of them were Vince Was Vince Vaughn good. in Clay Pigeons? No. I don't think I've ever I seen Clay think. Pigeons. All right then. And he's, it's an interesting career. Like he seems like he, if he doesn't kind of do these interesting roles, this is going to be my, that yeah. he becomes one of these guys that maybe in 30 years, potentially no one knows. Oh, he was in Freaky too this year, which was kind of fun. 
Uh, I didn't love like it as much as serial killer. Yeah, where he yeah. switched the body. A lot of people I didn't really like that. One. Um, I don't. I, he's a guy I'm always gonna like watch. I'm not gonna mm. s- necessarily seek out his films, but I, again, as long as he keeps on doing the Craig uh, S. Craig Zoll, Zoller films, I'm gonna. Yeah, I, I hope. Like he seems perfect to say his dialogue too. He, he really fits mm-hmm. in those movies. Yeah, I thought he was excellent in Arkansas, though. Mm-hmm, yes. Yeah, I, I liked him. Like, his little side part where they do his backstory, yeah. for it's me, was dope, the highlight right? of the yeah. movie. Yeah. yeah. It was good. Again, it was good. It was close to making my list. Um, my number seven, Greenland. Okay. Russell Crowe? Uh, not Russell Crowe. Um, the other one. Gerard yeah. Butler. Gerard oh, okay. Butler. The other Russell Crowe. The yeah, homeless yeah, yeah, man's yeah, version yeah, yeah. of <laughs> Russell Crowe. And uh, what's the girl from um, Deadpool? Monica Marina? Or Marina? Yeah. Packerin or something? We're just fucking this up so good. (laughs) Um, (laughs) What doesn't. I'm not like a huge. I've seen her, I think, only in Deadpool. Um, Anyways, this was a. Oh, you were never uh, a Firefly or. No. Yeah. Uh, This was a pleasant surprise. I kind of. Again, this is another film that I kind of saw people enjoying, and I was like, what? Like a disaster film? Really? But I threw it on, and it, yeah, it was just like a nice surprise. Again, this is the kind of disaster film I like. Like, I'm not as big into like the bullshit, like you know, the huge CGI, everything getting destroyed. They're fun, but usually they get into the corniness, the president giving these big bullshit speeches, and all this. Like, they, they always go too big, and they they never have interesting characters. I always like the disaster films, like the War of the Worlds remake, which I love, and I think is totally underrated. Where it's like, or Cloverfield, even where it's a disaster, but you're just following. Like one you family, know, a group of people, whether it's a family, yeah, regular people, and it's all from their point of view. So we're only seeing, we don't know what's happening behind the scenes. We're just seeing it all from their point of view, and, and this—that's how this film is. So like, it doesn't go bigger than that. No, and it, oh, it, interesting. It, it, it's it's tense because like first you kind of know here that there's asteroids coming down, but they're like, ah, it's no big deal. Make a party out of it. Yeah, of exactly. Well, they'll probably you know they they'll hit and they won't do much, but then you find out like. Butler gets a message on his phone from the from the the state or whatever yeah. saying is this Butler's Butler or just Gerard Butler? <laughs> Gerard Butler's Butler. Butler. Um, but he gets a message from the state saying you've been chosen. Go to this location at this time. Use this code to get in. And you find out like and so even that right away starts and like he's hmm. at a party with his for his kid's birthday and all the people are like we didn't get that like why did you get that what's going on like why were we not chosen so even that's content and there's a great yeah. moment right at the beginning where they're leaving and the girls like take my daughter like please just take and yeah. the, the kid's crying it's just this yeah that was heartbreaking right yeah like so right away and and i i thought they did a good job so you've seen this one too yeah yeah, yeah i watched throughout this one. the film and and just like yeah and and it, it also does what i love about these songs where you're seeing and probably what it would be like in real life where just society just breaks down and the terrible people come out when when they're when it's survival and it's like them their life on the line what people will do and you see terrible shit happening they happen to have these bracelets and people want those bracelets and and just anarchy happening people breaking in a store shooting each other what they'll do to to get to this this spot that is you know gonna possibly save them and even there's another heartbreaking moment where I don't know if I'm spoiling too much, but like the kid, they, well, oh. that, that too is great. But what's your dad is, um, oh, what's his name? Yeah, that's say like the toughest dude ever. <laughs> Scott Glenn, <laughs> mm-hmm. which is, it was nice to see him, but, uh, no, there's a moment where like they find out that, uh, yeah, I don't know if they find out that he, the kid was put on the, they were put on the list by accident because you're they're not allowed to take the kid has, um, diabetes. Uh, yeah, and so that you're not allowed. They're supposed to not choose anyone that has any health issues because they don't want to deal with that. 
so that's like this heartbreaking moment. You mm-hmm. think like any other movie, they would have been like, fine. You know, they would, they're like, no, sorry, you're not yeah. getting on. It's just like, fuck, like that is, you're that close and you're getting yeah. shut down. And, and that happens early on. I'm not spoiling too much. And then, so that's, you know, they go on this journey because now they're not allowed to get on these planes. I don't know. I just, there's a lot that I liked about it. And when some of the, the destruction does happen and they're close to it, again, I, I like seeing it from a personal, mm-hmm. you know, pers- human perspective. So I, I don't know. It was, it was a nice, I even, yeah, even the ending, I, I think there's parts that maybe it drags a little. It could yeah. have been trimmed a little bit, but I don't know. For the most part, it kind of kept this tense journey of the whole ride there. I, I wish they ended, I'll just say, there's near the end, there's some flashbacks. I think that would have been the perfect moment to end it and leave it, you don't know. Ambiguous? Yeah, leave them ending a little bit more ambiguous, but the way it ends is fine too. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. It, it was a nice surprise again. Like, I think it would be a great double feature with the War of the Worlds remake, which I guess I, the problem I with these like end of the world movies is like everything is so coincidental. It's like, oh, of course they're going to get back together. Of course this is going to happen because if not, it would be a 20 minute movie. You know what I'm saying? Like, should I yeah, rewatch but, the War of the Worlds movie? Like, I feel like yeah. that maybe was. Well, what, to be fair, I'm a Spielberg and Cruz fanatic, but I, yeah, it's, it's I, I, good. Loved, I love that movie. Uh, I, I it's, it's the same thing. It's way too like too coincidence that they Because I have that yeah. on. Both Cruz and Spielberg's list, like right at the bottom. Yeah, I disagree mm. with that. It's it's probably it would, it might be top hundred for me. I yeah. but uh, part. Right, well, we'll see if we if we can if it counts as horror, we may talk about it. <laughs> Does that count as horror? I don't know. It's pretty. It's got a lot of horrific scenes. It's like sci-fi horror. Yeah. I, I would say War of the Worlds is sci-fi yeah, horror. I guess so. Like yeah. it is kind of. I like, always felt uh, like it. Yeah. yeah. I, maybe I'll have to rewatch this mm. for that. That I've always felt I needed to because I went into it. Uh, yeah, I think there's some great scenes in that movie. Like, have you seen it since like it first came out? No. Where they're just yeah. everyone's trying to get their van or like the scene oh, yeah. where they're, they're finally on the boat and then just hell breaks. I remember yeah. I watched uh, it at my. It, it wasn't a good scenario either. I guess that was like when Tom Cruise was at his like height of like crazy wasn't it yeah that was when people stopped liking tom cruise for i don't think that was it times. for me yeah. it, i just remember i i was uh i was sick i was at my parents house and watched it in the daytime in their like kind of family room oh, so sunlight shining in. And, and it was always like maybe i didn't write watch yeah this you need to watch that in the right surround sound and everything uh no they like they they had, the, yeah. they had surround sound but out. but like it, it was the hmm. daytime like, I, I don't know again may, if you don't like that you will not like this film but i i personally like these type of films i find mm. them very like tense and scary again just because i think this is what it would be like if something like this happened i think it would kind of be Anarchy. I mean, look at we've already seen riots and all this kind of shit, and like just the past couple of years, you've seen what people are capable of. You know, Americans especially. Yeah, uh, only the past couple of years. <laughs> no, but I think I think in the past couple of years, it it's, it seems like it's hit like a breaking point. It seems mm-hmm. like it's the worst it's been. You know, again, I think the last couple of years were like this build up, and it just kind of popped, um, and it's not over yet. But yeah, I don't know. I uh, this was a nice surprise for me. Again, not saying it's a perfect film, but for me, it, it stood out. And this year where there weren't a lot of these type of mm. tense kind of action-packed, you know, spectacle at times. Um, anyway, uh, Adam, your number six. My number six is Charlie Kaufman's I'm Thinking of Ending oh, Things. Hey, man. <laughs> where the fuck it start with this movie? It is just an onslaught of ideas unfolding over mm. and over and over again. I just rewatched Being John Malkovich, which for me is like a seminal movie. 
I watched it when it came out, you know, in 99 or, or, or it would have been early, like right yeah. away in 2000 when it was first on video or whatever. And it blew up my brain and it changed the way I thought about like what I should be watching. Yeah, movies, movies, right? Like it's the first thing that kind of like turns a screw in a I've weird way. I've owned that way. film for like 10 years and I haven't watched oh, it. Oh, fuck. You've it's never amazing. watched no. Being John Malkovich. Well, yeah, like. Th- I've owned it, The Criterion. I think I've owned since oh, it hit Blu ray, like however many. I think it's been like 10 years ago. Um, um, I, I hadn't rewatched it since the early. I'd, I'd seen it twice when I first watched it and it blew up my brain and I watched it again like within a year. And it, again, blew up my brain, and I loved it. And I didn't watch it, because then I watched all these other things after that. It led me down this rabbit hole of movies, and I always thought, what if it ruins that experience? So we just watched it on Sunday. But anyways, being John Malkovich looks like the most straightforward, fucking linear yeah. movie ever compared this to I'm Thinking About Anything. Insane. It's an ex- such a fucking experience, isn't it? Yeah. I don't know if I loved it. Was that Jess Pelkin? Jesse. Oh, uh, Jesse Plemons. Jesse Plemons and Jess Buckley, I guess. Jesse Buckley, yeah. I don't know if I I loved these guys, but they are so dour and devoid of well, like. Well, Jesse Buckley is playing this like multifaceted character that is almost jumping schizophrenically mm-hmm. into different kind of headspaces and dialogue, and you start noticing that everything around, every little thing that you see sometimes can kind of get referenced and screwed up in different ways to the point where, like, you're getting a beautiful mind being referenced. You're getting fucking essays Pauline Kael wrote about. So Pauline... Cassavetes. Like, they talk about Cassavetes for, like, five minutes. So that... I read that review just, like, six months before. And all of a sudden, I'm like, what the fuck... I've read this before. I've I've read this this line, but it seems so natural coming out of her. I think it's what she had to do in this movie to be able to read all of these different characters is just fucking unreal. And she picks up these different afflecks as you go through. Like sometimes she's talking like Catherine Hepburn. The other yes. she's talking like a, a other. It's it's insane. She is amazing in this, right? Yeah. Well, the, the plot too. You should kind of mention it's pretty much this couple on is on their well, yeah. yeah, on their to meet his parents, and she's going to break mm-hmm. up with him. But yeah, and a lot of it's dialogue driven of them in the car ride, and then when she gets their parents, the weird stuff like. But th- once you get there, you happening. have no idea what's happening. It's you really, get this narration yeah. in her head all the time too, so you're you're yeah. very much in her head space. Mm-hmm. But the parents are like young one second, then they're like dying oh, of old sucks. age. How how good are Tony Collette and David? Uh, I was about to say like Tony Collette, give her every award, right? But like even David Thules, <laughs> yeah, that so Billy Crystal is a Nancy line. Actually, loved it. <laughs> I was laughing so hard <laughs> that I had to pause the fucking movie. Because I was like, there's so much going on. I don't know that that might have got the biggest laugh of the year for you. Inverted, like, just where the fuck did that come from? Billy Crystal is a Nancy, so (laughs) let's just make that that a fact right here. (laughs) Yeah, this movie's fucking amazing. Yeah, another one. Like, hey, if Netflix is gonna give. Charlie Kaufman money to yeah. make people in the first 10 minutes of watching be like, fuck this movie. Yeah. <laughs> but, but like enough people to be like, what the fuck is going on? I don't care. This is awesome. Yeah. There's, there's just so, so much. I, this is one probably on my list that I'm most eager to rewatch. I think you'll pick up a lot more on your second, third, fourth time. Um, 
Yeah, I'll, I'll say this one didn't make my list, but it was a close. Mm-hmm. I, don't know. I, I feel the same way, though. I think it is when I kind of want to revisit. To be honest, when it ended, I kind of didn't like it. And and then I kind of read up on it a bit, and then I appreciated it more. I don't know. Like, that stuff, I get why it's in there. The Cassavetes, the, the shit going on about, uh, what's that, baby? It's cold outside. I don't know if I liked that stuff. It mm-hmm. was, like, almost too, like, oh, my God, stop preaching. But- and I get why it's there, and it's important to the plot. At the same time, it's still like I don't want to hear them going on about five, ten minutes about a movie I've never even seen. Like, but also like the opinion of the, uh, fuck. yeah, like it's again, so hard to yeah, talk yeah, about. Exactly. I know it makes sense, but I, and I do say I almost I love the first. I think the first half, like when it started getting weirder and weirder, I almost didn't like it as much. I, I liked kind of the first half better than the the second half. I would be the opposite way. I the liked fir- it when it got weirder. And yeah, weirder. the first half I was like. But that being uh, said. I still like the first half. Yeah, like, it looks I fun. love them kind of back and forth. And but like, I thought he was playing it too safe or yeah. something. Like I, I honestly thought like, oh, he's not really going for the next like, like, like a portal. Fucking I do five minute talk- musical number in I there. Yeah. I, I dug that too. I thought that was like yeah, an that was, interesting oh, amazing. way to see it. Yeah, but I don't know. these two characters, like he is such like a dour know it all, and she's kind of a bitch. But you still love each of these characters too, right? And like she is sometimes not, and yeah. sometimes. She's the sweetest person mm-hmm. in the world. And she's and so quick quick with a quip. Yeah, yeah. I really liked her. I, yeah. I thought both of them, the characters and the acting was phenomenal. I think Jesse Plemons has a very difficult role there because like most Charlie Kaufman male yeah. lead characters, they're unlikable. But you kind of liked him though. Yes. Like in a weird way. Like you kind of like him. In, in, in the same way in Sineki, yeah. New York, uh, yeah. you like Philip Seymour Hoffman. In a in weird it. way, right? Yeah. <laughs> and he's fucking terrible in it. In, mm-hmm. John Cusack is awful. <laughs> Terrible. In being John Malkovich, you you kind of like you you're still there with him. Um John Malkovich is terrible in being John Malkovich. <laughs> uh yeah, for me I don't think it probably reaches the heights of some of my favorite of his mm. previously, but it's still like it's it's similar to Nolan for me. Keep letting this guy do whatever the fuck he does cuz we'll never get anybody doing yeah. that ever again. Yeah, so my number six, speaking of like terrible ideas in our college days, if they, it's Borat. I love this. And if someone told me before I watched this movie, like one of your favorite movies this year would be Borat, I like a hashed out joke from like the uh, early aughts, late aughts, what yeah, have yeah. you. I think you were crazy. Like if someone said, oh, they did a Napoleon Dynamite sequel and it's really good. <laughs> you'd think they were fucking insane. Yes. This is way better than has any right to be whatsoever. Like, I, I agree. Like this didn't make my list, and I, I keep flip flopping on this in some ways because yeah. my favorite part about this is not Borat. It's the girl. Yeah, she is amazing. Anybody who could play a character, playing a character in this cringe, like actual live. There's almost no one because. Yeah. Everyone would be doing what Sasha Baron Cohen did. Exactly. Like, and they don't because you have to have these crazy balls and, and also have to be super smart mm-hmm. to be able to interact with all these people that you're able to keep that scene going long enough so you can get all of these things. Like you think about they're in these situations and they have to keep them going sometimes for a full night. To keep it, the jokes flowing. Yeah. Like, this movie was fucking insane. How was this movie this funny and still this relevant to this day, right? Like He's still great in the movie, too. Oh, yeah. Don't get me wrong. Like You see him playing characters, and 
you see her playing characters and they're all like these jokes are so smart <laughs> and when he's at he's playing in the band at the fair or whatever i think he got into some real hot water there like, yes i noticed in the movie that like oh wow i think they're taking the stage and like you kind of see like i read up on this and i guess they actually charged there's him. a vi- did you see the video no so there's a video they freak out and he has his security team take him into the van and he bro- breaks character Oh really? In the van, he's like, "Shut the fucking door," or or drive or something yeah, like that's that. That's how they know it's serious. Because he never breaks character, and yeah. everyone was like, "He he hasn't broken character in a scene Again, ever." Doing this with a bunch of gun nuts is insane. 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 Like, but it works have you seen perfectly. Who Is America? No, I haven't. So oh I my think god! I start watching this. So cause... Who Is America? You should watch this too, Kyle, because now you crave. crave. Um, who Is America is basically his sketch show version of this. And it, some of the sections of that are the best work he's ever done. Yeah. So it's crazy. It's number six, but here we are. It's been that Give kind him of props. a year. Yeah. I didn't really like that film that much. I didn't find it. That you didn't funny. laugh? No. Oh, I actually, I found, sorry. That is the other film I watched with Becky. Yeah, I was like belly laughing, like pretty yeah. much the yeah. entire time. I thought through. it was so staged. Like I don't know. The first Borat felt more real to me, whereas this one mm. it just felt way too staged. Like he literally goes up to like these crazy redneck guys. And ends up staying. Like I don't believe any of that stuff. He yeah. stays a night, hangs out with them. But that's like three minutes of the movie, though, right? No, yeah. but I, I felt like a lot of it just felt. So I don't think any of her me. shit was staged. No, yeah. I do. Th- like I think the the guy at the Xerox copier, he knows who he's fucking. Yeah, is. yeah. But whatever. That's like a good wraparound gag. And uh, yeah, we'll get to what is authentic and what is still like all of these things. They blur in this. I, I do agree. I, I kind of agree with what Kyle is saying also. Like, I thought it was really funny, but I felt like it did have to lean a little bit I just harder. think to me it's almost like it's it's made to shock. And I think if most of it's staged, it's not that shocking. I don't know. He's still, like, the he's still just a funny fucking person. Yeah, yeah I don't know. I, don't, I didn't, I don't know. Again, I think comedy, I, I definitely have different. <laughs> looking at the horror that you guys had two horror comedies last year, episode mm-hmm. that you guys loved and I didn't like. I think we just have different taste in comedy. I don't know. That's all. I, I have never heard you have a comedy in your best list. Yeah, well, I rarely do. Again, <laughs> well, I, I, I love like, again, modern comedy rarely works for me. I think like right. maybe I liked old school and re- wedding singers at ra- crashers around that, was that the last time. comedy? But even that, like, I don't know if I went back to those. Like, I love, I'm an 80s comedy. I'm like a John yeah. Candy, Chevy Chase, Eddie Murphy in his prime. Like, I think that's the type of humor that I find funny. I can't think of too many modern comedies I've really loved. Doug? I don't think I would put any near any list. But anyways, yeah, I don't know. I think that's all it is. It's a different... Because a lot of people did really enjoy that movie. Yeah, um, and I, 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 I do agree with your the where you're talking about. The staging is why mm-hmm. it isn't on my... Like, it's it's not in my top 35. Yeah. And it's it's because of kind of what you're saying like all that stuff took me out of it even though there are s- probably some of the funniest things i've seen all did you year. belly laugh through it yeah, the, the, yeah like all this all the shit that she was doing at that fucking debutante's ball amazing uh so my number six uh maddie actually already talked about it oh no guy Ritchie's the gentleman oh is that high up eh i was surprised like i was just talking i this is the movie i was having a blast with like mm. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to and say it's, you know, Guy Ritchie's second coming or anything, but I guess in this, in this time and age where I was just looking for something that was just entertaining. It was fun. Uh, that This film delivered. I, you know, it's his type of 
crime antics, kind of, you know, that type of dialogue, everyone calling each other a cunt, <laughs> uh, getting a bunch of actors that just seem like they're having a blast. I always like watching Matthew McConaughey and mm-hmm. Colin Farrell and Hugh Grant were so much fun in it. McConaughey's in this too, right? Yeah. Fuck. The only guy, act I really did not like Jeremy Strong and I thought he was awful. From Ooh. Succession. I, I don't know who he is, but I, I guess Jeremy Strong is yeah, my some favorite. Some people like him. Yeah, he's he was. I thought he was awful in this. He he totally felt like he was acting like was everyone else. This, but everyone else felt like they were their characters. He felt like he was an actor trying to do this character and not pulling it off. I do feel like too it was kind of missing a lot of the twists and turns that you get like in Snatch and stuff, where at the end it all like. Lock, stock, and it's, whereas this one, the story is a little bit more straight. Like you kind of know where it's going from the beginning to end. But yeah, again, like Charlie Hunnan, I agree. Like I liked him in this. Yeah, it's weird, right? I like the action beats. Yeah, I just I had uh, a blast with it. I kind of had a smile on my face, you know, mm. the whole time watching this. So I, I I feel like I mean it's sad that this is all he can do, but I hope he hey, just whatever continues. he does it well. Yeah, again, if you know, well, if you don't watch rock and roll. Yeah, well, listen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll have to revisit that one. I think I did see that one. I, I don't know how I felt. It was about like it, his but... comeback uh, version of that in two thousand eight or whatever. People were like, "Ah, you remember he made that swept away movie and some other bullshit." Well, yeah. now he's back. He's to back doing... doing rock and roll. When was the last time you guys watched the? Ori- you guys were big fans of yeah the original two movies. Yeah, I love it. Oh it's yeah, been I a love while. Uh, Snatch. I'm a big fan of. Um, in a while, I think I would still like it. I mean, Brick Top and all those characters. Yeah. I just, I think he do, he has a way of creating these just really fun characters, mm-hmm. and like they're just you're not supposed to like these guys, but, but they're they're do. fun. Like Brick Top is such a What's terrible that, like, person, but you like Hatchet him. Harry. Yeah, oh, Hatchet I don't Harry. Know. Yeah, uh, I, I mean, I'm Rock and Roll actually is uh, is quite well liked. Actually, it has an average of three point three as well. Do I have to go back and watch this? It, what a, that is an insane cast. I, I kind of want to revisit it now, too. It does have hey, an insane is cast. Is that Butler in that one, too? Yeah, he's the lead. Butler, he, Wilkinson, Tom he, Hardy, before he was a big name. Honestly, he's the reason... Jeremy Piven? Yeah, why I remember being like, this dude can't... I, I'm oh, curious. Piven's terrible. Gemma Arterton? Like, yeah, yeah maybe it was well. just like the uh, characters weren't the... Uh, um, yeah, I need to revisit that. I, I don't remember loving it either, but I don't mm. remember hating it. I just remember being like, meh, it's not as good as his other films, but... Huh. Uh, anyways, yeah, this is. Uh, I don't have too much to say about. I might it. have I mean, to watch this one. Like, and and you're you're mentioning Jeremy Strong. Like, Jeremy Strong is like my guy now. Ken W A. Yeah, I've heard people say that he that they liked him. I I don't know. I thought he was awful in this. But. I have not seen this movie, but uh, he's probably my. He's the guy that ever. Maddie is gonna buy the off McCann. Oh, okay, okay. The, he's playing like I think he's supposed. Neither to Neither of you watch yeah. Succession. Yeah. No, no. no. I, of course you haven't. It's a television show, but it's basically the. It's like <clears throat> the best television show. Oh, yeah. Right now. And again, I'm not saying you know this is going to change. If you're not a Guy Ritchie fan, if you're not in this type of film, it's not going to blow you away. But again, for me, it's like I haven't seen this type of film in probably ten years. Watched a, a Guy Ritchie film, and I think he's kind of the only guy that does. He's he Guy Ritchie yeah. does Guy Ritchie films, right? and that's exactly what like, there was. There Guy was Ritchie that time, doing his Guy Ritchie yeah, movie. like there was that time when like everyone was trying to do the mm. knockoffs, and none of them were nah. great. You know what I mean? Like he he kind of has I his own cringe style. to think about if I watched. Uh, oh fuck! What's the Irish one? There was like Smoke and Ace, Boondock Saints. Yeah, I don't think that would hold up as well. Yeah, yeah. I think that like I. Yeah, but there there was like smoke and aces. What was that? And there was a bunch of these that were like everyone lucky was number eleven. Yeah, 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 everyone was trying. To, and I I kind of had. They were all okay, mm-hmm. but they they just felt like 
I'd rather watch the, yeah. the real thing. You know what I mean? It's kind of like Tarantino when everyone was trying to knock off Tarantino. Well, like, there, there are, a bunch of, of those okay, are like but... Tarantino slash Guy Ritchie yeah, 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 yeah. knockoffs. But yeah, I don't know. It's not going to change your opinion. I don't think on Guy Ritchie. But again, I, I've been, you know, I haven't seen this type. No, I'm curious. In a while. Uh, I, I like I I. All the I just remember the trailers with Hugh Grant and being like, "Fucking Hugh Grant's really good in this. <laughs> he's fantastic he is great in this. this. Yeah. Like you could tell, like, oh man, he's gonna eat every. Yeah. Like he's just gonna chew the scenery and you everything. Got it. It's not a politically correct film. You know, there's everyone's calling a cunt and everything every second. It's okay but, in England. Um, yeah. yeah, it's exci- it's kind of a term of affection. Um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I had fun with it. I call my British wife it all the time. It's cool. <laughs> All right, uh, so my number five is Bloody Nose, Empty Pockets. Uh, the documentary, yeah? Quasi-documentary. So it's basically set up that you go into this bar, and it's the last night the, the bar's ever going to be open. And it's supposedly in Las Vegas, so they got all this Vegas kind of stuff, and you're you're introduced to this plethora of, of characters and all of these really interesting people but but they're all like kind of drunks and but different ages and all this kind of stuff yeah so i just watched this last night and i was thinking fuck i should tell maddie to watch this <laughs> right yeah I, I knew about this from <laughs> a while ago because now so, it got a big blu-ray release from one of, uh, like vinegar syndrome i think one of their side companies put out this big extravagant release of it the thing is it's not real Oh, it's not a doc? It's just... It's a quasi-doc. So they're all... They're not actors, but they're all just told... They're the Ross brothers, Turner Ross and Bill Ross the fourth, <laughs> and they met these people at bars and people they knew around town. It was actually shot in New Orleans, and they said, here's the concept. This is the last night your favorite bar... Is going to be open. Go for it. And some people know each other, and some people don't know each other. And they shoot basically this crazy 18-hour shoot. So it's done in this thing in documentary style. And I thought about it. It was because you, when you're watching it, you get lost in it. And you think it's the real thing. Mm. And I thought, does that matter? I'm The best dialogue of any movie I've seen this year, I'm, I'm pretty sure, is from this. And it's all improvised. It's, oh, it's crazy. There's so many fucking golden lines in this movie of these people that are slowly actually getting intoxicated. <laughs> like there's a guy early on that it's like it starts at 10 a.m. at 2 p.m. in the afternoon. They have to have like a fake call to get him out of there. <laughs> well, I guess an 18 hour shoot. Work, work is calling you. <laughs> you need to leave. OK, but there's there's so much heart in this. It's so fucking funny. Okay, my favorite bar is getting shut down. I can't actually, the judge is sold. Well, it's going to be anywhere. still open. I don't think it's going to be the same, man. Anyways, yeah. would I get all emotional after watching this? Would I be like, oh my God, like if I just Maybe lost my you, dog and I watched like old you, Yeller? You never had it <laughs> yeah. before. Yeah, you. I, th- I thought this was yours. Yeah. Right, I, th- I thought this was like the movie that oh fuck, Manny saw this because it's it's pretty quick. It goes there. All of these characters are really interesting people, and that's how they like basically sourced the most interesting people they ran into or mm. knew for a bunch of years, and they put them all in one room. Oh, that's awesome! And let it go wild, and it it just brings up all these what should be a documentary, what shouldn't be a documentary, and mm. and uh, it's a, an amazing experiment. And also, it owes a lot to, like, 70s filmmaking 
some of the 60s filmmaking. It's, the soundtrack is unbelievable that's played. I don't know how they fucking Got the, se- uh, right? secured all of this. Uh, I, I love this movie. I thought it was one of the most unique uh, experiences I had watching anything this this year. So I gotta yeah, check you, this you out. You kind of sold me. I, I thought yeah. it was like a depressing documentary like about barfly? a bunch of like, yeah, like Barfly, a bunch of alcoholics and like stuff. They're, they're definitely a bunch of alcoholics, yeah. like not like in it, but it rarely goes too depressing. Like hmm. there, there's definitely moments of that where you're feeling like, fuck there, like there's an army, like a Vietnam vet that just like clearly he's all in this. And when he, when it's the time to go for him, it's so fucking brutal. Is this a real bar that was closing or sorry, it's all staged? No, it's oh. all staged. Okay. Uh, that's awesome, man. I got to check this out. Hmm. It's on Canopy. Oh, awesome. Uh, I, I was honestly going to call you halfway through this movie and be like, I know, Stop when I, what when you're I doing. saw your rating, I was like, hopefully Maddie sees this and watches this, because yeah. I was thinking, too, this is probably a Maddie film. Yeah, it does seem like it's right up my alley. Any yeah. drinking in bars, I just assume it's something yeah. you're going to like. Yeah, I'll, I'll check it out for sure, man. Someone needs to do like a dazed and confused, like a, a slice of life in a bar. Like, just it takes place through one night. I guess Isn't that's that what this is. <laughs> yeah, I guess to an extent. But yeah, maybe it is Swingers, I guess. Yeah. Mm. Maybe that's why. Yeah. And that's one of your favorite films yeah. of all time. Hmm. <laughs> all right. My number five. Did you guys watch Devil All the Time? I did not. Did you end up checking it out? Yeah. Oh, you didn't love it? <laughs> no. Dude, I love it. It's pretty much a bunch of characters. It's worn in as anything. Uh, you follow, I guess it's pretty much like a family through generations. And the one guy is like super violent and like uh, he gives birth to Tom Holland. I don't even know how this plays out because it's almost like you see like five, six different stories kind of overlapping on each other. It's just like different it's characters. pretty much a family and just terrible shit happens to them for two hours. Yeah, kind of. You're <laughs> it's right. It's like everything yeah. bad. It's it's terrible. It's like, oh, so it opens up. Oh, the mother's got cancer, dies. Oh, this guy, the dad, commits suicide. Oh, the kid, d- d- this one. It's oh, wait, like wait, one wait, thing wait, after wait. the other. And there's always like these monstrous characters in the background too, right? Yeah, like, I did. With the, yeah. uh, the, the preacher who like kind of steals the one girl and thinks it, it, God Pretty much it was him. just like what I dislike yeah. about I don't oh, know. It's I like, love this movie, I, I'm not, man. I just don't get, I don't get like, why do I want to feel like shit for two hours? It's just misery for two hours. I think I enjoyed that dark tone. Like, even what was his face? Was it was almost like killer. unrealistically violent. Dark, though. Yeah. It's like, could the, all this really happen to like, one family? Every bad circumstance you can think yeah. of happens. Even like accidental like deaths. It, <laughs> yeah. I guess they had the one girl kind of uh, slips and kind of. Yeah. Like, it, I don't know. I did, yeah, I didn't like I it. I love this movie. Every character was so monstrous and such a terrible human being that you kind of felt terrible yourself. I just but yeah, in well, a like, good I, way. I don't know what they were going for and what their message was, other than like life is shitty. And <laughs> I felt um, horribly terrific watching this movie. To quote another movie I watched this month, huh. yeah, it was. I, and every character is pulling in these almost like vile, monstrous roles. But you can't help kind of like in a weird way. Huh. Did you Robert Patterson in that? I was gonna about to say how yeah. was he in this? He was he's good. All, all, the, all the acting is yeah. great. Like everyone's great in it. It's got a great cast. It's just I don't know what the message of the movie is other than like I didn't need sometimes a message, terrible yeah. things happen to everybody you know. I, I yeah. don't know. Like it's And no one gets out of this unscathed. Like everyone yeah. kind of gets What's coming to them in a weird way, but and even the people that don't, don't have anything yeah. coming, everyone just, gets pretty much. It's misery. It's yeah. misery for two hours. Yeah, like, that's exactly <laughs> it. 
But you don't know where the misery's coming from. <laughs> I don't know. I, I enjoyed this. Yeah. This was uh, so I had. Well, I had a large list. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm surprised you didn't watch it because it is I, kind of. I had. Tw- tw- I I've not seen any of uh, Com- Componos. Is that who directed Alex Componos or oh, something I like that? Couldn't even tell. Yeah. He he's he's done a bunch of movies that people have talked about. And I, I've all wanted to see After School, Christine, and I've mm. just never seen any of them. So, honestly, like, I watched a lot of 2020 movies. Yeah. I kind of feel like this year I watched the most 2020 movies. Oh, yeah. He did Christine as well, which is, fuck, this guy does uplifting pictures, apparently. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> huh. So, I, I didn't get around to, like, this week we had a list. It might be your, it might be your thing. I don't know. I, I Like, it seemed... Kind of interesting. I, I saw something with Tom Holland and I didn't quite buy mm-hmm. it, but it was on on my list yeah. this week to watch. He does play it like you think he's like a. I don't know like how I feel badass. about Tom Holland. I, I feel he like he was badass okay. in this. I I yeah. felt he was the actual character in this. Well, I, I'm definitely going to watch. There's mm-hmm. a few movies, and we'll I'm sure we'll go over them at the end. Yeah, uh, yeah. that I didn't get to see, and this is one of them that I, I want to see. Uh, so my number five. This is crazy for me have it so low oh no the first nolan film to not make number one oh, for no. me i honestly like first a second here i was like oh maybe we won't make his list and then uh, when you didn't talk while yeah. i was talking about it i was like oh it's coming up he has a towel right yes well <laughs> what do i like i guess i can yeah. talk about but then when it comes to it i have nothing to talk about especially if it's in my top you know the higher it gets mm-hmm. up um yeah, I don't know. I I kind of agree with the masses, and I remember when everyone was saying it's not that great. I'm like, ah, you're crazy. Everyone says that. Everyone didn't like Dark Knight Rises, and I love yeah. that film. Like, I love Dark Knight Rises. Um, I loved Interstellar. Everyone bitches about that. So I was going in thinking, no, this is going to be my favorite film of the year. I love everything he's done. It's it's probably one of my least favorite Nolan films. I mean, again, there's still a lot to like about it. It's still got the spectacle. There's a lot of interesting stuff. I, I do think it's one of those ones that maybe will grow on me with rewatches because it's yeah. so over. There's so much to take in, but I just I don't know. When it ended, I felt cold and I didn't feel anything. Like usually, the, the way the score mixes with his action scenes, I do like this. It, the score I, is good. The score is fucking. But it great. didn't. It didn't. It never made me feel like Inception. Man, those last five minutes, Interstellar. The score and the way, like everyone says, those films are cold. I don't know, man. Those movies hit me on such an mm-hmm. emotional level. Yeah. I felt absolutely nothing for this film. I felt absolutely nothing for any of the characters. You didn't like the friendship between the two guys? Like, oh no, yeah. I kind of, kind of liked her. I kind of liked that, yeah. but it, it, it didn't hit me in on emotional. The woman level. is still uh, uses yeah. a prop. Like, I had this yeah. on my list, and I have a lot of movies that I think killed it in terms of like variety of other stuff that isn't yeah. going to make my list but this the stuff this does like this is his best action movie yeah he is kind of bad sometimes in some of his other movies filming action sequences um i don't know though like i there's more stuff in uh dunkirk that dunkirk is than... like so for i'll i'll also be honest like this is Batman Begins, and I think I know. I like the stuff in Inception better. I like oh, the, the action stuff. Uh, like the the, the again, the, I just think they had more impact. Like those the, those action scenes meant something where I never felt or cared about anything. That might be true. Like, but like this is almost like a, a pure visceral level. Like yeah. some of these things, I just feel like 
holy sh- like some of those scenes I was like pumped for. The I'd- fact that he drove a, a big plane, I thought that was going to blow me away. And I was like, I, I was like, yeah, it was okay. That was so. Yeah, <laughs> no, you're out of your. You watch that again. It was fucking insane. Like, yeah, I don't it's know. Insane. Yeah, I, I didn't. Um, I because I, I just watched Batman Begins and The Dark Knight. Yeah, and I, both of those, like, there's ten scenes in this movie that are better action scenes than yeah. anything in those two. I movies. don't know. I'd, I'd like the actions in those better too. Like the 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 in ch- Batman the, Begins, yeah, where the truck yeah. flips over. I love that was uh, Batman I like that. Uh, Dark Knight, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, oh, sorry, Batman Begins, I, yeah, yeah, Batman Begins, I agree. I, Batman Begins is probably my least favorite Nolan yeah. film, Even which is crazy because Batman, I love Batman, and he's my favorite yeah. superhero, and I'll defend anything. Well, but. Like, The Dark Knight, it, it, again, is is a great movie, but mm-hmm. I was kind of on the rewatch going like, oh, so he's not very good at these action sequences. I don't know. Rewatch this now. I know, I, I, I've kind of rewatched it somewhat recently. Are you talking about Dark Knight, too? Like Dark Knight, watch the action scene. The movie is... No, I mean, even even that like scene with the, the trucks is fucking yeah. So, so good, the, the right? truck scene is in, yeah. actually the only scene that I would probably yeah. bring up. But a bunch of the other the, like all the well, fight the Batman fight scenes. Yeah, I I don't think again. I think that's why Dark Knight Rises was the first one. That scene with the Bane where I was like, well, the, the, I think he was always knowing that he couldn't do action up until the Dark Knight Rises, right. and I think that scene is great. And then I think I think he's better at yeah the, the car kind of action, the shooting action. I don't think he's great at the fist. Kind of you know karate martial arts mm-hmm. type of action. I agree that, that and stuff some is of the explosions yeah. are like you, yeah. you you notice these things. You kind of go back and 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 it's not as 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 perfect on that level. Yeah. Now what though that movie has over this movie is there's like still a fucking there is a beating heart. Yeah, yeah. I, I, and I do feel like this film was almost overly complicated for over to be compl- just to know to be like make sense of this assholes like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay with that. Make people think. I, I, and I'm okay with it too because people said Inception was too confusing. Interstellar was too confusing. I just think this film... Interstellar is... It, like, like, I, that I, seems crazy to me. I, I, I understood the gist of this, but I do think it was overcomplicated for overcomplicated sake. I think it could have been put... To, I don't know. I think it could have been better. I don't know. I don't have that much to say. It's my number five. Yeah, I, I this still, is higher on your list than my list. Yeah, I, I, well, again, like <laughs> Nolan, if I is is top ten directors for me, and he's probably my favorite modern director. I don't. Yeah, I would put him over anyone else. Like again, every Nolan film since The Dark Knight, and even a lot of them before then, he's my number one that year every year. And and to be honest, like I'm pretty like in this. Like this is for me. It's still near the bottom of Nolan. Yeah, like I, I would probably put Batman Begins underneath it. I don't know. I might even put Insomnia over it. I haven't have watched Insomnia. I, I like Insomnia. Yeah, I like yeah, Insomnia yeah, too. I like Insomnia. But yeah. yeah, like to me, this is just uh, again. I, I just expect more. And this was like, you know, this was him given ridiculous amounts of money, do whatever the fuck you want. I kind of wanted something better. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but again, yeah, there, there's still some great stuff in there. It is still so much different and like for a big blockbuster he's still doing better than everyone else in the sense that you know no one else would do make these type of films everyone else would be like i'm kind of worried that we got to put this in here because the audiences may not like it or you know maybe too confused i like that he just like fuck you i'm gonna do my own thing deal with it um but yeah i don't know and even uh washington i don't know i've seen him in a couple films I like him, but I don't love him. He doesn't. He he's not hitting the strides that his father was hitting quite yeah. yet. I don't know. He always kind of seems. Uh, no, he never. It doesn't. I like. I'm not a. 
I wasn't huge. I'm a on big him Denzel in, fan, in, and I'm, uh, I'm, in Black Klansman. Yeah, I love Denzel's amazing. And I, 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 there's something about him that I like, and I want to like him mm-hmm. more, but he's just not hitting me. He's not connecting with me yet. Uh, so I don't know. Again, I think like Robert I, Patterson is is the I think yeah. the standout in this. Elizabeth one. De- Debicki made a role that is fucking nothing three dimensional, which she should get all the yeah. credit there. Because she's she's given nothing on the page. Yeah, exactly. They try to hit up this emotional stir with her and her kid, and it's like, yes, you want to see a mother get back with a kid, so you're gonna that's gonna hit me on some level. But you never like ever see her with the kid. You never even see it's the kid. It's a cheap technique. Yeah. yeah. You know, you gotta you gotta give something. I know he's that's his style. Brandon is pretty great in this too, though. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I quite like. Kenneth Branagh and this, always checking. Again, it's good. I just for Nolan, I expect better. Like he should be. This should have been number one on my list. I'm disappointed it's not. Um, That's directors, man. We're sometimes yeah. spoiled. Most of them make. <laughs> yeah. Again, he's he's hit almost a perfect stride for me. So, and even Batman Begins, I still like. It's just I don't love it. But anyway. yeah, Batman Begins, I I, lo- I think. Again, until, uh, if you take out the action scenes, it's I like all the Bruce Wayne stuff. It's the Batman stuff I don't care about. Uh, him, the Liam Neeson is fucking amazing, right? Yeah, Liam Neeson's great in the movie. I, see, I, well, I rewatched that. It was always kind of, and it went down. Oh, yeah? Just because of the ending? Like the action scenes kind of? Just because of all of it. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, oh, he's really f- trying to figure out a lot of shit. And then you walk to the Dark Knight, and he improves so much fucking shit well, instantly. I think the Dark Knight, he got... The recognition from Batman Begins that like wow he's taken the superhero film and done something we've never seen. The Dark Knight he was like I'm not even going to do a superhero film I'm doing a crime film that happens to have Batman in it. And I know Batman fans like comic book fans there's all of them that dislike those films because they don't feel those are Batman films. And I don't know Batman's I, the worst part of the Dark Knight as well. Yeah, yeah. Other uh, than, you're right actually you just want to see like between like Dent and like uh, Joker right? And, and yeah, like well the, I would say Dent's the worst part of the. Well, movie. the second half of Dent is definitely yeah. the worst part. Of, but, anyways, anyways, yeah. The second uh, half of Two Faced. Uh, Adam, you're, you're, yeah, uh, that was good. Um, you're number four. <laughs> <laughs> so my number four is Baccarat. Oh, oh, uh, wow. yeah. Wow. Hmm. Did you not expect that? No. Oh wow! Yeah, I love this movie. I'm su- yeah, that surprises me. Uh, from I think it has a great first half. I think that I love the second half when oh. it goes genre flick. All so it's. I'm hoping to finish this tonight. So if you're gonna spoil it, let I'm me not know. gonna spoil yeah. it. But it 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 starts off is almost like you're in this town. It, it feels very much like a world kind of indie where you're getting to know all these people. I love all the people in the town. I love the lead. Awesome, right? I love that one weird character who's like calling her like a bitch in the beginning. Like, Oh, this is a witch. Fuck her. Oh, she, she's yeah. uh, Sonia Braga who I've got to see a bunch of her other stuff after this. I know she's been in a couple movies I've seen. Like, I think she was in the rookie with fucking, Charlie Sheen and and uh, oh, Clint Eastwood. Oh wow, <laughs> uh, that is going back. <laughs> yeah, like she's she's been in a bunch of stuff I saw as a kid. And yeah. after I look back on it, and uh, was she in Run Charlie Run too? Or what? We'll, we'll, we'll we'll see. But she's been in a bunch of these movies in the last few years that people have been really really going, uh, you know, bigging up in her performances. So I, I I'm gonna check out because I think she's unbelievable in this. She's the star for me, and. You basically set up this town, and I'm really invested in all these people mm. and what they're doing. And then it turns into like a quasi weird genre pick sci. Yeah, there's definitely a little bit of sci-fi, and most reminds me of a Leone picture. Mm-hmm. Um, 
it turns into a western that's a little bit supercharged with kind of like 80s carpenter genre fucking things and i fucking loved it like udo kier is awesome in it he's just like this is the movie udo kier should be in yeah. for the rest of his life um as the big bad and saw block 99 then he's yeah probably yeah, better than that that's good as well and uh but like here for me like the social commentary stuff really i think underlines everything how something can be erased how colonialism has still like set so much of the barriers and and i'm not from fucking brazil i, I don't know what they've been going through uh, over you know hundreds of years but there's there's definitely like an underlying subtext there that that hit me emotionally throughout it i i, I yeah i dug this movie and it's just Watch this tonight, man. It's yeah. fun. It's uh, you know it, a little bit batshit crazy in the beginning too, right? Like, and it's even more batshit yeah. crazy. My problem too is like again, I I think it's interesting when you're trying to just what the fuck is going on. I think all that's interesting, the mystery. But I, yeah, I think once it reveals what's going on, it's not that interesting. But I also had a problem with like like you're introduced and you think you're following the daughter who comes back and don't then like, care, but then they don't do anything with her. Like I, I felt like you never really got to know anyone outside of like these kind of are kind of weird, quirky townspeople, but like, there's no, I, that's what I love about it. Uh, I don't yeah. Know. That, that was the opposite for uh, like uh, when the first scene with her, I was kind of, I don't know. It's like, they forgot about her halfway through the film. I don't think it's about her. Like she's still in the movie. She's still there in, in various scenes, but I think it's about the townspeople in general. And that's why you get so many different people and so many different stories. And, uh, I love the outlaws that are hanging it out. It opens up really weird too, with coffins all thrown out throughout the, yeah. thing and like, like a motorcycle accident. Yeah. So you, you're always questioning what the fuck is going on. Like I am 45 minutes. I still have no idea what the fuck's going on. I, I, this is another one that I, I'm, I'm really excited about rewatching. I've got a friend that is, has already gone, deep into this a yeah. couple of times and 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 maybe that's like also helped because he's like gone fucking Always. crazy into the subtext of this but yeah uh looking forward to uh what kyle has to say about this in a couple more yeah. <laughs> he kind of clammed up didn't he <laughs> me yeah. no i don't know I, I, I didn't really like it oh. that much i i i thought it was okay again i i, yeah. I disliked like once i i disliked the last probably 20 minutes of it all the exploitive yeah, exploitation part. All the stuff that you should be into. <laughs> yeah, like, that's what I, that's what I mean. Like, I yeah, I didn't like any of that, and I didn't. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. Anyways, my number four, another uh, Steve McQueen. I had a hard time like not putting all five movies in. I <laughs> loved them. Uh, Mangrove. Yeah, Mangrove. How great. great this. I don't want to spoil any of your list, but like this is what the Chicago Seven should have been. Like it was real. Yes. It was gritty. Like. You just have genuine emotion throughout the entire thing. There, there's joy. There's anger. There's, there's like no manipulation either. Yeah, it is so good. And you like that one guy you're following. He is such a charmer. Oh man, like you see how he does not want to be yeah. involved in this at all. He's trying to make a fucking buck. Like, like he just wants to have a good time, yeah. have some drinks, maybe yeah. like 
get away from gambling that destroyed his life yeah. uh, and, and make good food and have people around, and he just fucking can't do it. He, yeah, it's so good, man. He's excellent in, the, in, in that. Yeah, I, I loved how moving this picture was, too. You kind of get felt angry about like where they're in. Like You can't do anything because... And they're the angry with one... Uh, like yeah. one another at, at, at different p- parts too, right? Like, yeah, there, yeah I, I think this is... Uh, uh, it was a great movie. I think this is one that, as you were talking about, like it ends on like kind of like a nice high too. Like it wraps it up kind of nicely, which is kind of makes you feel good at the end. I of think it's it the only yeah. one that yeah. wraps up out of the five. Well, sorry, I didn't see the one. I saw four yeah. out of the five. Yeah, I think Lover's Rock wraps up. Like it's the next... Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, the, yeah, yeah. It's the morning. It's a natural progression of things, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, my number four is a DC animated movie. Whoa. <laughs> I always like these and I feel weird putting them on the list. I don't know if maybe the Dark Knight Returns I put on the list because I think that is fucking yeah, amazing. Good. But I just, I feel like, you know, these are silly little cartoons with no budget. And, you know, if you're not a comic book fan, you won't get anything out of it. And that's the same thing with this film. Like Adam would, there's, you know, don't bother watching this. But yeah, I don't know. For me, this I had a blast with it. This is the one where it's based on the the, the graphic novel where Superman. What if he landed in Russia? Oh, and the not Red in, Sun. Uh, yeah, not in in Kansas. Mm. Um, Superman Red Sun. So it, it, I don't know. I, I love these Elseworld tales where it's like let's take these characters and yeah. throw them in a different spin. So this one he lands in uh, yeah um, in Russia the Iron in the, Curtain. the 40s. Uh, he ends up working for Stalin as one of his soldiers only to discover that, you know, he hasn't, he thinks he's doing good but uh, for Russia, but he learns that, you know, he's got these camps and all this terrible shit going on in the back, the backside. So once he discovers that, he fucking takes out Stalin with his laser eyes and then kind of becomes almost the ruler of Russia. But, as it goes on, though, he becomes what he started to stop. He mm-hmm. starts like, you know, he's taking on these people. And then Absolute next thing you know, power. he's like taking the bad people and making them slaves. And yeah, he becomes what he, he meant to start. So I don't know. I think that's kind of fascinating in this type of film. Batman is like a terrorist going around bombing various buildings, which is is awesome. Yeah. You get all these different uh, uh, takes on these different characters. Wonder Woman kind of represents America, but then she even gets sick of what America's become and how like both sides are just murdering each other. So she's going to just leave the world. Like, I, I don't know. I love all this kind of stuff. I love mm. taking, you know, real uh, world situations and, and mixing superhero, superhero stuff with it. them. Uh, so yeah, that's, um, that's uh, this film. It's not necessarily like, this. I don't know if I'm spoiling too much, but this is, yeah. Like I love these tales cause they'll take superheroes and in in this case, you'll have a famous superhero who commits suicide by blowing themselves up, and mm-hmm. you know you don't have to worry about. There's no yeah, because it's a other word tale. Yeah, you don't have to worry about people being offended. So superheroes can die in terrible ways and can do terrible things. Um, so I, yeah, I had a blast with it. Again, if you're not a big comic book nerd, you're probably not going to get much out of it because again, these are like low production values. Mm-hmm. I mean, they usually get name actors and stuff, but the animation is nothing spectacular, and the stories are you know they have to fit it all in in their yeah. short run time and stuff uh, but did you find like they fit it all in because i know in a few of them they had to like uh bloat it a bit like this is actually when i haven't read the original comic yeah. i have it they always they're always never as good as the books but yeah that's, of course. that's always the case of yeah. every movie right uh no this one didn't feel bloated uh yeah but we still know. keep watching movies 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm a movie guy. <laughs> hey, have you ever tried reading a book? <laughs> <laughs> Them words are kind of fucking big, right? <laughs> Again, I, I could have chosen. I think they've been really good the past couple of years. There's there's a bunch that I could have picked. There's another one that came out this year that was again. One of those ones where like every superhero is dying, like people are torn in half. It's you know, like uh, just like darker. Yeah, the dark apocalypse, yeah. where it's like it's pretty much uh, you know set in the future where it's a post-apocalyptic mm. world, and but you see like you know Green Lantern gets ripped in half yeah. and blood and guts everywhere. Like they're they're allowed to do that because why not? Um, so I don't know. I've had fun with a lot of mm-hmm. them, but this was the one that kind of stood out for me the most uh, from a story level, I guess. Awesome, cool. Are we okay, at top we're breaking three? in top, top three. three. Oh shit! So my so here's all the Steve McQueen. Oh we yeah. talked about a lot, right? <laughs> uh, so my number three is Another Round by Thomas oh. Vinterberg. Oh, this is one about the. Um... So these are four high school teachers decide that they're going to try to live life at the perfect level of alcohol, not drunk, but like always buzz, basically all the time. And while they're at school and they've had breathalyzers and they're they're like waking up in the morning, going down the basement and drinking a bunch of booze. Did did either of you I, see I didn't this? I really check this out. Like it, it was a hard one to find. I tried. Yeah, I tried to find it actually because I, I I know you praised it, but mm. I could not. Find it does it. seem like kind of my movie too, uh, right? So it, it's 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 Mads Mikkelsen who, yeah. fuck Mads Mikkelsen is so good. <laughs> uh, and and he's great in this. All his buddies are great. And it's work. He's kind of like a teacher that's lost passion. Like he mm-hmm. just doesn't have it anymore. He's going through the motions. Students don't care about him. Wife doesn't care about him. Kids don't care about him. And you can kind of see why. Like you can see he's super smart, but just doesn't know what to do anymore. And he starts drinking. He starts getting all that back. He starts understanding what you know what made him excited. And there's great lines of uh, they keep trying to push it and push it and push mm-hmm. it until they go over. Yeah, it has probably the best ending of the year. It's got the best ending of the year. Not to spoil anything, but like I gotta check it out. It's great. It's it's fantastic. Uh, I think you both would like this movie, Maddie. You yeah. you you've basically lived this life. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I'm not a teacher, but I, you know, I'm... you teach people every day. <laughs> no, you, you'll, uh, uh, I think you'll like this. And, uh, I'm, I'm curious to go back and, and, and look at more Vinterberg too. I've heard great things about the celebration, the hunt. And, uh, I, I just never watched any of his stuff, but this, hmm. this was very well, uh, directed movie at the same time. Awesome. Yeah, I, I I wanted to check this out. I just couldn't find it anywhere. Like that's the problem with not having theaters. I can't go like, oh, I want to see this. Mm-hmm. Go check it out at the theater. Close the. Yeah, uh, this would have totally been at the Playhouse or yeah, exactly, Westdale, exactly. And, uh, and hopefully, uh, you know, hopefully it's coming back. Second soon. half this year, we'll be all in the theater and having popcorn and high fiving and laughing. Well, even though everyone has been, you know, celebrating the demise of the theater, Warner Brothers did announce that next year they're going back to. Who has been schedule. celebrating this thing? Uh, online, it's, it fucking kills me, man. Everything, everyone's just like, oh, theaters suck. You know, I have to pay this much and thing. I'd rather just watch from my home and you don't have to deal with people, uh, you know, making noise and turn, which I don't know. I guess, is that an American thing? Because I, I think I've had that happen like A once. few times, yeah. <laughs> nothing. Yeah, we saw it like a, what was that movie? Don't uh, Breathe. Don't Breathe. Oh, it was fucking amazing. But that, it was so much yeah, better because of all so that. so much better. 
I no, just, you don't go in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that kind of stuff. But yeah, I don't know. People like online, like, I don't know. I follow all these kind of mm. threads on Facebook and every post about any of that kind of theater stuff. It's just everyone like, oh, theaters are dead, you know, blah, blah, blah. This is the future. They need to get with the times. Everything should be on day and date release. It's an experience, man. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Like, again, like, I don't have a fucking 75 foot screen. I don't have. You will. I hope so. I don't have Atmos surround sound. and and again, like you said, so Maddie, we know what we're getting for yeah. Christmas. Exactly, <laughs> the His birthday's sound. coming up, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> Cheap bastards. Yeah, put some money in and get me a fucking. <laughs> I don't want. I don't want twenty copies of the Return of Jafar. Okay? <laughs> I'm expecting now, and yeah, now no. anything less is going to be yeah. disappointed in. But yeah, anyways, it seems like people are just want the streaming thing, which I don't understand. Yeah. Yeah, like I, I get. Options. Options are great. All three of us have stupidly non-making sense collections of movies yeah, in our yeah. basement that we could never watch again. That's something different. Mm-hmm. I just I, exactly. There should always be the option, though. Mm-hmm. I don't get to the theater as much as I'd like, but I think every movie should be in the theater because if it's it's different. You can't sing at home watching it with yourself is not the same as watching on a big screen, big sound with a group of people. It, it, it's true. Like sometimes I think, oh man, I'd love to tell somebody about this old movie, but. I don't think they'll get it if they have to watch it on their fucking laptop by themselves. Exactly. You got to go to a movie theater. You got to see it. Yeah. Anyways, we're getting off traffic. Yep. Yeah. My number three we've talked about, Tenant. Oh, yeah. The uh, set, One of the only movies I saw in IMAX this year. It was perfect segue. so fucking perfect, man. Like, I needed to see this movie in the big screen. Them action just exploded on the screen. Oh, it's fucking awesome, man. It was such a great experience for me to kind of like, all right. I couldn't imagine, though, are. like trying to make sense of that dialogue I without subtitles that movie I didn't, have sub- I didn't have subtitles oh, really? on yeah. the, the uh, oh. sound was a bit wonky so I had a hard time following what was going on but I really didn't care I, I will say I didn't have trouble following but I gotta say so he's getting so much better at action and he's getting so much worse with sound yeah. it starts you can hear it in the dark night a little bit where Batman Begins sounds great yeah. Dark Knight Rises is where he really he just, and then Interstellar, but again, like mm. I love both those films, and am fine with how it is. This film, that being said, it. there was a lot of heavy accents in this movie too. Did you guys recognize that? Like, yeah, the clock that, like, even trying to like, what did she just say? And you had to like really decipher. I think you should be better at the British ones. Yeah, right. I mean, but I, I think I, I have that from watching like so many. My parents were kind of Anglophiles, yeah. so I, I'm I'm pretty good at, at that kind of stuff. Picking Tammy is weird; like she, bloody nose, empty pockets. There are people that are basically just fucking slurring <laughs> insanity, and she knows exactly what they're fucking saying. It's just like, what? She you? lives with you, man. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> well, get, by the time we we get to number one, I'll, I'll get there. Yeah. So yeah, bombastic film. Loved it. Okay, my number three is the film that you guys do not like, and it's not on any of your list, and you were just talking about it, The Trial of the Chicago 7. Oh. Yeah. I, um, I'm with the masses on this one. I love this movie. I, I loved all the, the – I love the Sorkin dialogue. Mm. Actually, I loved it so much that I went out and bought uh, Molly's Game right after, which Ooh. I have not seen. Yeah, like Molly's Game – I actually – I like Molly's Game more than – 
yeah, he'll this one. I love the way this mixes the score and the moments, and mm-hmm. it's just it just feels so epic I and feel powerful. I feel like I was and, being manipulated yeah, the entire every, time. Uh, the whole thing. See, I don't care about yeah. that. I, I like that. It just seems so <laughs> obvious. Like, oh, the pacifist is now going to hit somebody. Of course, which he fucking didn't. Like all, so I, don't, I don't care about. Th- I don't. I, care I don't care about that, historical yeah. accuracy yeah. normally, but it's just like make the movie better, not worse. Yeah, uh, so Change- I loved all that. I don't know. This film like hit me, man. I was like, fuck yeah. <laughs> Whereas Mangrove, Mangrove is probably maybe the better technically film, but that mm-hmm. film like just kind of made me angry and I just felt that depressed. Was more like, whereas this yeah, film, genuine. this felt like this, this felt, felt like up- black uplifting. And, well, yeah, black and white. Like there was no gray in this movie. It was like the the the, the good guys all, all and the his, bad guys. All his geniuses. I know everybody loves. Uh, I know yeah, I really liked him in yeah. this too. I, I don't actually yeah. like. He's. I liked him in this actually. I thought he's so fun. I this. liked all the characters. In this. I thought like, he was better. I thought he was now, more fun in this film than Borat. Jeremy Strong. Who's in this? Ruben. He plays Ruben. Yeah. I think he's fucking amazing. This Eddie Redmayne. I don't know if I've ever liked Eddie Redmayne. <laughs> I liked him in this. I don't. Uh, know if I've uh, seen and him and his him. accent is both him and <laughs> and Mark Rylas. His accents are both like. Where where's this? Like it, it, even Sasha Baron Cohen, which I do occasionally like. He's just having fun, but he's yeah. he's probably twenty years too old to play yeah. fucking uh, Hoffman. But at least he's having fun. His accent's all over the fucking place, but who cares? Because he's having fun. I'll, I'll give him a pass. Yeah. But there's a bunch of that. It's one of those things where I kind of laughed at when they all stand up in in the in in like start they start naming the the all the the soldiers. It's like that's supposed to be an impactful yeah. thing, but it just felt all cheap to me. Oh. Yeah, yeah, I didn't. This get that. movie felt really cheap to me. To be quite honest with you, I felt like I was being manipulated the entire time. Yeah, I didn't get any of that. Yeah. Um, like his 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 dialogue is brain candy. Yeah, like he, he's so good at at saying nothing. I think the whole film just has this ryth- rhythmic pace, and it never really lets up. Mm. And it was just like it's it's fast moving, it's entertaining. Like that to me, that's the most important part. Yeah, I it's guess it was like you, out of all of them. Like again, yeah, you were about, bored in this movie talking at about all. Mangrove and all that. Yeah. Sure, they're powerful films, they're important films. I'm not going to revisit that. I'm yeah. going to revisit this film because it's entertaining. Like it's entertaining Will from you? frame one. Will you watch? <laughs> I am. I'm going to. I'm going to buy it. I'm going to buy this when yeah. it gets Blu-ray again. Like I, I loved it so much. I'm like, what other thing? Has I don't he think. Done? He, I don't think he can direct either. I like that. Uh, that was my feeling after it. Molly's game, where the dialogue is even better in that one, but he doesn't quite know what to do with the camera sometimes. I, know, I just love how like they're mixing the score and they're telling their stories and then the re- I don't know I, I loved all of it it was just like fuck yeah the whole time watching this movie I guess that's Mangrove for it was a fist yeah. pump movie for me mm-hmm. yeah that's, that was probably I mean th- this is probably the disappointment of the year this is the kind other of other than one other movie this we'll is the one I guess is later. Mangrove has kind of been lost because of this film I find like when it when it comes to all the awards and everyone talking about it. I think is this getting a bunch of awards? Yes, yeah, like, nomination. It's nomination. Yeah. The, the problem with that's TV. You think? Yeah, they they weren't allowed to be nominated all the all the uh. Steve McQueen movies. So that's the difference. There. I think I think and, Mangrove and people, is just more serious. Is more serious. Where this film yeah. to me was more entertaining. But I had more fun with with Mangrove. Oh, really? Huh. Yeah, I because of all the all the. I did enjoy and, this movie. Like, I, but it just felt like so. Um, Honestly, there was just a couple moments like where fucking Michael Keaton doesn't show up for a second. Yeah, it was like, are you serious? Okay, like what fucking year is this? I think too. Like I just like all these actors, so they're. It was. It was just nice to see everyone. Joseph Gordon-Levitt was nice to see. Joseph Gordon-Levitt, though his fucking final shot of Joseph Gordon-Levitt at the end is hilarious. But it was great to see him again. Yeah. 
And I, I love Michael Keaton on the stand. Like, there's a bunch to like about this, but every moment I was like, I can't trust anything that I'm seeing on this fucking screen right now. This is now. a film that, like, I didn't think I would watch. And I watched it actually after Mangrove, and I was just like, ah, I guess I'll throw it on because I have to. And yeah, I don't know, from frame one, I was just sucked in and entertained. I, I had a blast with it. I I guess in such like a dour year, it was kind of like a breath. It's like, like a, a fun like version it was of a fun that. Version whereas of like, yeah. again, the Steve McQueen are all, they're yeah. all kind of like, the Steve McQueen movies just make me angry and like this, people are shitty and they're, yeah. and, you know, that those movies just made me angry and, and kind of depressed. Whereas this film was entertaining. <laughs> I don't know. It was like the the blockbuster version of those type of stories. Kind of. I, I for me, I just hope Sorkin stops directing movies and just writes movies for other people. Because mm-hmm. I like when he writes movies for other people. What was that Social uh, Network? Was... Social Network's one of it's great. Moneyball is great. Mm-hmm. I actually I kind of dig with that Studio on sixty. <laughs> I actually kind of dug that TV I, show. I, I might be one of the very few who actually enjoyed that show. Yosemite. Uh, let's end it there. Um, okay, your number two. My number two is is the opposite of, of me being frantic and going crazy. Mangrove? Uh, no, it is uh, First Cow, Kelly wow. Reichard. Wow. Very close. Where's to- all the Steve McQueen? Have you had any McQueen? No, I've had no McQueen. I know one number one will be a McQueen, but like, I- I'm surprised. Five What's of it them? What's going to be? Wow. Okay, uh, sorry. <laughs> so, uh, spoilers. Come on, buddy. He's just going to say all of them for number yeah. one. So, five times. Yeah, little axe. Fucking <laughs> um, Sorry, go on. Kelly Reichardt, <laughs> who probably, if we had done this list in previous years, or you, when I, if I was invited to do this li- mm-hmm. list in previous years, I would have had Meek's Cutoff and Wendy and Lucy in my top five in those years. Uh, this might be my favorite of hers yet. Uh, you know, Kyle talked about it. It's it's basically a friendship story. For me, I love the world she creates. Like, there's an authenticity to what she's doing, but it's truly touching. This story, this friendship story. But you get you get sucked into this time, and it's a place I'm happy to just hang out and stay in as long as I want. I love the fucking opening discovery of these these bodies that have been buried or lost from time. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I wonder if it were, yeah, I don't know how I feel about the, the, the wraparound. I don't know. I love the wraparound. I didn't even catch that until like I read up and I was like, oh yeah, that makes so much sense. I, I totally forgot about the opening. Like the, so for me, the end is perfect. I I remember thinking like, just, just end now. Don't show what the fucking guy's going to do. I don't care. Uh, like, I don't care about, like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to go into spoilers, but I don't yeah. want it to go further than this. I know what this is because you told me already. Yeah. And and for me, that that was like not quite my ending of the year, but pretty close to it just because of the restraint. It's also hilarious, this movie. Like, once you get into their back and forth dialogue with, with what's going on or just like some of the asides, it's like sneaky funny throughout okay. the whole thing. Um it might be my favorite score of the year. William Tyler, who's one of my favorite uh, musicians, uh, did this. Mm. He's mostly known. Uh, he was in, in a variety of bands. And it was funny. I guess Reichardt was like just less emotional than what you normally <laughs> do. And uh, there's definitely like a remove, but everything fits a scene so perfectly. Even Spud 
Spud from Train Spotting, who is in in this <laughs> a little bit, is fucking hilarious. It's great to see Spud again. Um, but no, uh, that's my number two first cow. I I like I I, I mentioned it to you guys before. I yeah. I've I watched it and then almost rewatched most of the movie afterwards. And I was just so fucking wrapped up in the world. I just wanted to. You're in it, eh? I wanted to uh, stay there. It, it's a very very understated, poetic movie, and honestly, like her most narrative like bang like i'm gonna tell a thing night moves i liked night moves a lot but the only reason i didn't end up liking it is because it tried to go too far into like convention she's just so good at creating her own own space i think she's Mm -hmm. one of the most important american directors of the last 20 years awesome that's a big statement baby i uh, (laughs) 100 yeah awesome so my number two, I'm thinking of ending things. Oh, nice. I love this movie. There was such a weird thing where I was depressed. We were on lockdown. Haven't been outside my house to see my friends. Like, I'm just kind of like. Which all the friends are happy about. But yeah, yeah. yeah. I, it bugs me because I can't really like, you know, like nag on them or like, ooh, what are you guys not hanging Nice out? shoes, Kyle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. But there was this one <laughs> fantastic moment when she reads this poem about it sucks going home. Oh, yeah. That like, really resonated with me in this great way. This whole movie resonated with me in this fun way. You're a negative yeah. dude, Maddie. Yeah, I might be. <laughs> All your movies are like that. <laughs> but I was about to say, like, this movie is so absurd, and the characters are kind of lovable in a weird way. And, and, and like, yeah, like, but there, th- yeah. there's some changeable aspects. You can mm. almost make them into whatever you want because... It's so hard fucking talking about this movie without giving yeah, spoilers. Yeah. But memory is a is a main factor in this and mm. how we are how our memory filters things and even about the people. Like sometimes we're thinking, "Hey, Kyle, he's the guy that told me to watch yeah, this." <laughs> this. And then it's Kyle. He really likes the trial of of <laughs> the Chicago, Chicago 7. Seven. Like <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Kyle, look up at us. Come on, man. <laughs> he's losing. He's, he's he's deep in the Sudoku games. I think if I, re- <laughs> I, I think anything I would recommend you, I would not um, be confident you would enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyways, love this movie. It's absurd. It, you have no idea where it's going, and you don't care because you're kind of like interested in where it's going to go next. I, I, are you excited about watching this one? I, I, I am actually. Yeah, I like really am. I, I think. I, I did read about it. I think like mm. anybody would yeah. after afterwards. Um, yeah, I felt kind of dumb that I didn't I, catch it all because it's, it's so weird, obvious. It's just kind of spooky in a way, like when they're in the barn and they tell that story about the lamb kind of being like, yeah, uh, the lamb. Or is it are, a pig? Are, or? The, was it a pig? The yeah. pigs. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, was it goats too? I don't remember. Yeah. I, again, you, it could have been all three. To be quite honest with you. <laughs> yeah, like it is one of those things where some of it is obvious, but. All the underlying stuff, the references that are mm. used, like how would you pick up on? There's just books in a room. Yeah, every single one of those books is yeah. going to be referenced. Yeah. Aside, a beautiful mind. It's the beautiful mind speech at the fucking end yeah, of the movie. Exactly. I was like, why do I know this goddamn speech? <laughs> I've never seen a beautiful mind. Uh, really? Yeah. Beautiful mind is not great. I'm not telling you to go watch Beautiful Mind. Is, is that Gerard Butler in that? Yeah, Gerard Butler. <laughs> he's he's in that one. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, that was my number two. So I would say off my list, 
I, I really enjoyed the, the, the trial of the Chicago seven. I'm going to pick it up on Blu-ray, but the top two are the two films that like I loved this year. And number two for me, it's the kid detective. I like this a lot. I haven't checked this out. It's like a neo-noir, I guess, starring Adam Brody. Mm-hmm. I love Adam Brody. This is like a... Yeah, Adam Brody's had quite uh, a good anyway. Yeah, I, I did an Adam Brody double feature. and Jennifer's body in this? And both of them won't, won't make it, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I thought you had this pretty high. I thought you gave it four stars. I gave this four stars. I thought you had it higher than some of the ones on your list. No. Oh. Uh, um, every single thing I, I have on my list is either an 8 or an 8.5. Okay. Oh. Uh, yeah, the, it's just like a perfect blend of silly but seriousness. Like, it knows when to go either or. And so the, the story is Adam Brody was a detective as a kid, and, like, the town pretty much came to him, and then when it came to solving an actual real case of murder... He was not able to solve it, and then the town kind of turned on him, and it's kind of like almost haunted him his whole life that like that's his failure yeah. that he never solved this girl's young girl's murder, and then so he's still kind of a detective now, but he's kind of like a burnout. He's drunk. He's he's just like this burnout detective, and now there's another murder, mm-hmm. and the the girl comes to him. Because I think he helped her when she was a child or something, and it, everyone feels like he's out of his league. Like, dude, like leave this to the cops. You're yeah, the, the cops are saying leave this to the cops. Well, in his family too. Yeah. Like everyone kind of sees him as like, <laughs> yeah, there's a great dude. Scene. You're, you're too adult to be doing this anymore. Like, you know, you're still tra- living your child fantasies. You're not a detective, but he's like, no, like I'm going to solve this. <laughs> this was shot in North Bay, by the way. Get out of here. Did, yeah, it, yeah, it was all. Uh, I believe it's Canadian writer. So awesome. No. Canadian. Potentially a Canadian movie. Oh, interesting. That a boy. Yeah, I, I, I'm excited. I want to buy this. Unfortunately, it's one of those ones that's like... It's crazy expensive, it's like 30 right? 30-something dollars. I, I think it's like it a made-on-demand. Yeah. Mm. But I'm excited to revisit it. I just... I had so much fun with it. Again, there's great moments for like... He's he's at like investigating he's um, investigating someone talking to them a witness I guess and he sees cupcakes there and then later on there's a great moment where that comes back oh <laughs> know, yeah there, there's just moments like that that are like hilarious but then like it again it knows when to be it's not a silly like comedy it's a, a serious noir film that happens to have really funny moments another in it. great is is it possible he was involved in something dangerous such as drugs. No, he would never do drugs. Gambling? No, he would never gamble. Demon worship? No, he would never worship a demon. Like, but it, it, like, I'm not reading this at all. Yeah. Justifiably, you're they're, pulling a Kyle where you like quote a movie, and <laughs> they're they're all so 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 good. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah. This. So I, I think Maddie would probably really yeah. do this. I think it's your I, type I, of I film. I want to check this out, but this again, was in my honorable mention. So before we started the show, I was like, I had to pick a movie for my number 10 that would yeah. not have been uh, I thought someone else would talk about yeah neither of you had talked about either of these movies yet and I was like holy fuck I'm not gonna Uh-oh. get to talk about these but but this was one of them this yeah. could have been my number 10 yeah I, I, I again I just had such a blast I went in with it's it kind of reminded me of um the new guys but that's oh, yeah. a little bit more comedy mm-hmm. and um and what's the one silver lake under the silver, under lake. silver lake okay. it kind of had that style where they're both kind of noir but no, with not not as abstract as either of no, those no. two movies i think i think they'll all i think all three of them stand on their own and they're all different pictures in their own way but i think like they could they'd be a great triple feature in, in the way yeah, as well yeah. they're kind of neo noirs but with their own style but also having some comedic elements to them but again all still having a serious backbone 
Um, yeah, I, I had a blast with this. They, and I'm they used to, to serve dinner for it. breakfast and breakfast for dinner. Why? <laughs> because it's funny. <laughs> uh, it, it, yeah, it, honestly, really great movie. My biggest thing with this is I felt like there was a scene missing or there was something missing just before you get to the end. At, like, the reveal makes sense and all this kind of stuff. The mystery makes sense, but I felt like they could have gone a little bit further on that side. What I actually hope for this, get Adam Brody to play this guy again. Oh, yeah. Like, I, yeah. Let's, yeah. I never fucking push for sequels, but wouldn't yeah. that, this yeah, be great? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd love to see him, yeah, come back. Uh, yeah, Adam Brody, he's a guy that too, like, I'm going to kind of check out anything he does mm-hmm. lately. Yeah, he hasn't done much. Has he not done much? Like, <laughs> not. I, I think. I think honestly, this guy's career is is about to. I'm. I'm hoping. He's well, he was one of the promising. best parts of Ready, Ready or Not. Is yeah, that, he's great in Ready or Not. Even Jennifer's body. He was probably the best part of that. Yeah. Film. That was that, that was, was years ago. That yeah. was twelve years ago. Yeah. Um, he's been doing a lot of. He was in Shazam. He's been doing stuff. <laughs> just. But I mean, that's a big movie. Yeah, I know. He was also in Kazam too. No one knows that. <laughs> uh, it, it's a. It's a sequel. Uh, he's the connecting dots between Kazam and Shazam. Shazam. I just bought. Isn't Kazam the one I just? bought? Yeah, you yeah, just exactly. bought Kazam. That's why I brought it up. <laughs> Five dollars for Kazam on Blu-ray. You Sold. can't go wrong. Um, I'm the guy. You give me a Blu-ray for five dollars. I'm gonna probably buy it, no matter what it is. <laughs> Sorry. What is your number one, buddy? My number one. Hopefully, it's equal to Shaq being a genie. You know, a Shaq Fu. It is the. Shack cut of Kazam. Uh, What Steve McQueen movie is it? Okay. It it is Lover's Rock. Oh, nice. Wow, so you didn't have Mangrove. No, so I I cheated. I wanted to talk about more movies. Mangrove would have probably been like six or seven. That was probably my favorite, and then I would go Lover's Rock, and then... Um, So... All I gotta say, silly games. How great was that God song? Damn! And it keeps almost like uh, it keeps going up and up and up, like and not even like. Pitch, I've been in those like, moments. Yeah. I, the, for me, a person that's basically based my life on music, this yeah. is like an area of music that I don't have any into, mm-hmm. and like I didn't go to blues nights in yeah. in London, and You're missing out. And I was missing out. That's where me and Kyle were hanging out, man. Uh, uh, But no, like, seriously, you're getting... I love... They move all the fucking furniture out of the place. And then they're all setting it up. They got the big-ass speakers coming in, like... Yeah, like, all of that setup was just like, fuck, yes, I can't wait for all of this. Mm. But what really did it for me is how much community and, and, and joy is in here. But also, he's not afraid to show... The fucking shitty parts of these fucking nights yeah. that you would you like that would one have. guy acting a fool. Yeah, but they kind of like they pacify him. Like here, here's a joint, man, and rap for us. I was more thinking of the rapey dude. But. Oh yeah, I guess that guy too. Like yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, like but there's there's a bunch yeah. of this kind of stuff. Like it's yeah. not all just fucking the Fun the greatest games. night ever. The one girl is having her greatest night ever. The other girl. Mm-hmm. Does not, not. So like this, the, she gets ignored. Like how yeah. relatable is that? You're right that? though, it does have that community aspect to it, I guess. Like this group of people just, I don't know. And, and everyone's excited. She's like, I'm going to get to my first blues night. Mm-hmm. This is the first time I'm going to get to do this. Like how excited she is to go out and, and do this. You can tell it. Um, small acts, 
which is the the full series that Steve McQueen did, I would have had three in my top yeah. 20. What three? Uh, the first three. Yeah. I think Alex Weedle is the only one that feels like it's a television program to mm-hmm. me. Is that the, which one's that one? That's the more biopic where the guy uh, ends up. The uh, musician one? Which is the four? I haven't seen the fifth one. The fourth one. Education is so the. Okay. He's he's the one. Yeah, he's the one that like is going to the record stores and I, yeah I, yeah. I kind of I kind of like that. I like I like I like the, I like the, the family. Like I liked where he goes for the Thanksgiving dinner and stuff. That yes. I kind of wish it was more of that again. It ended up going more the the political uh, cops abusing their power kind of thing, and I felt like we had already seen. I I kind of would have wanted to see more of like it would have been interesting. One of the stories was just like. A family life. You get a little bit of that. You, was, you get education. taste. You get taste. Yeah. Education okay, is the that's closest one I haven't to that. watched. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, you might like that if if you're looking for that. That's actually yeah. there. Uh, like Alex, we he's he's a real person. This is exactly his, yeah. his story. And, and he, uh, I guess Steve McQueen was very particular about all these things. I think Red, White, and Blue is an unbelievable uh, portrait of what it's there, but it doesn't have the it depth felt like a that pilot the other two. Yeah. For, to a TV series for me. Yeah, it kind of did, like, actually. It's like, like, it's, like, it's like set up, and I want to see like, the rest of that. I don't know. For me, that's why I like that one, because it just fucking... This, 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 this guy, like that actual cop, served as a detective and was fairly, you know... Like, maybe that wasn't the right move for the next 20 years. Yeah. Anyways, the whole series is an undertaking that took 10 years. It's a, Yeah, it's all great. Like, again, as, as much as I say I won't, don't really get the urge to revisit them, like, they were all good. I'll probably, They're all important pieces I'll probably only, like, maybe I'd, I'd actually, I could see myself doing them all again. Yeah. Because there is a connective tissue to this. They'll do, like, a Criterion set or something. Uh, that would, like, that would be amazing. There is a lost history here. These stories haven't been told before. I've never seen anything like this. You really haven't seen anything like this, right? No. I feel like other than Lover's Rock, though, they're kind of all, like, life- for a black person in the UK was shitty. <laughs> yeah. But they're all different in the the things that had to change. This is the thing for mm. me. Like, all of these people that are shown here did something and it changed something. So, for me, they're positive. They're not just all about shitty circumstances. You talk about Mangrove, yeah. it ends on a high. Yeah, it really yeah. does, right? That's the only one I think that does end kind of on a high, like, right? Like, other than well, yeah, Lover's yeah, Rock. Rock. Uh, like, in Red, Right, and Blue, what the cop does, it ends his sacrifice because he was a fucking... He had a better job. Yeah. But we don't know what his sacrifice led to. Like, what did he... He gave up a better job, but what did it mean? Well, you... But you can tell now there's more... There's actually black cops in the UK. There wasn't... That was I thought there, 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 there were black. There, no, there was at the... There's some at the time, but almost yeah, I no they one. Showed a, I thought they showed a couple, unless I'm thinking of a different one. Again, they kind of all blended. No, in. like in that one, he the basically, like there's cops, but most of these people lost their communities to do it, and yeah. the white community hated them too. So it, it's a story about like, these guys, basically, if they didn't do this, you would never have, yeah. have been able to have this. Now, we're not out of it yet no. either. That's what McQueen wants to also urge and... There's an accuracy while he still is changing the stories to make them entertaining. You feel like you're part of this world. Like there's a purpose to this. I I felt engaged in a year where you can't be out there and you can't be doing things. You thought you were in a party, right? You, it, yeah, I, yeah, I do agree. Like I think this film 
puts you in that party like mm-hmm. no other film has. I mean, other films like Days and Confused, I love, and you know, it makes me. F- feel like i was around lived in that time but i think this film is like more of like it's the not party. like it's not a couple dates it's like literally one night a couple hours and it's time. almost like minute for minute in a weird way like you are in this party for yeah. like mm-hmm. two hours i remember when it ended i was kind of yeah. like eh, you know i wanted more out of it it's just like it was fun but i you know it was fun to be at this party but but then when i thought about it, it's like you know what it, it kind of like i would I don't know. I have a feeling I'm going to... Why Lover's Rock is the one out of the whole series is I'm going to watch Lover's Rock a lot Mm -hmm. over the years Hmm. because I'm going to... You talk about, okay, it's going to open up. You're not going to go to that party. No, you're never going to That's almost like the party before the party movie. Yeah. Yeah, it actually makes sense. Like you're having some beers, you're kind of putting them in the fridge and hanging out. Uh, So... Uh, I, I think Mangrove is unbelievable. I cheated because Mangrove is in my top 10. <laughs> but I actually have some issues with Mangrove in terms of some of the trial sh- shit, uh, again, plays a little bit too didactic, too, like... That's the only thing I think you can argue with this is it's trying to educate a little bit too hard in all of them. But sometimes you got to fucking educate. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think they're all important films and they did educate me for sure. Um, so I think they succeed in that. But I, I do wish that there was more variety. Like Lover's Rock kind of stands out from the other. I, I guess I haven't seen the fifth one, but the other three kind of felt. I know they're different aspects of that, but they kind of still felt like they were saying the same thing. Whereas I, I would have, I think it would have been maybe interesting to do five completely different slices of life as opposed to, you know, I felt the other three were. were too similar. Like, Mangrove is the big... Like, that's the one yeah. that probably he just makes as a movie. Yeah. And and this gets there. It's it's interesting. Like, I think you could argue that he's the most important British film director right now. Yeah, like, I hadn't seen... I don't think I've seen any of his previous films. And I watched these, and I was like, wow, this guy is fucking talented. He's unbelievable. Like, I, I, I hadn't seen Hunger yet. And I watched Hunger at the beginning of this year, and... oh, oh. Is, it, is it good? Yeah, but it's it's so depressing. It's, Is it a hard one? It's you think these are depressing. That's what I mean. I, I think like yeah, I don't know. But all of his other, even Twelve Years a Slave, there's actually humor in Twelve Years a Slave. Mm-hmm. Like there's like slivers of that. Hunger has very little of that until you get this scene with a priest and the guy that's about to go on this fucking hunger strike, and it's one shot for like ten minutes. And it's one of the best one shots I've seen in years. The acting in that Michael Fassenbeck—that's yeah. where he got known. Was that? I'm scene? Sh- certain that scene is why he's in anything. Hmm. It's one of the most masterful things I've seen. But it's not like they're fucking putting shit on the walls. These Irish fucking—they're pulling the Gary Busey. Yeah. <laughs> oh wait, this is like a couple years old, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, this is about yeah. Uh, Black and white number? No, it's kind of the one uh, that put uh, what's his name Fassbender on the. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, put him on a map. I don't know him. And 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 honestly, Fassbender without this, probably no one knows who he is. Still, it's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Anyways, that's not the yeah. movie. Love is Rock yeah. is my number one movie of the year. I do think again, like this year, it was such a depressing COVID stuck mm-hmm. in. I know that's why. Like I'm looking at my top ten. It's like they're all kind of. Dumb fun movies, like mm. even Trial of Chicago Seven. Yes, it's like yeah, it has to say, but it's still an entertaining yeah. version of that. 
Whereas I think Maddie's list is like, fuck, man. Yeah. Wasn't like bad enough that you need wait, to watch wait, two wait, hours wait, of misery? Wait, wait. I had Borat. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But even Borat is kind of and like showing the, the shitty side of America. And Lover's Rock. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Lovers yeah. Rock. Is, yeah, I think uh, Lovers Rock and Gentlemen, yeah. but I think I, I would say Borat. It, it's fun, but it's kind of even showing the shitty side of yeah. America. Like, despic- if you it, yeah. it, like, that's the point. It's it's yeah. trying to show the, all that stuff. Maddie, what's your number one? Yeah. Surely, have you guys seen? Yes, this? you oh. did it. It is so fucking good. Like, so Shirley is. Yeah, I'm I'm elated that. So Shirley. It's pretty much like a, yeah. this couple goes into this small town. And they're going to uh, the one guy has a job as a working for a, a, a professor's assistant at this small rinky dink college that the guy works at. And his wife is uh, Shirley Jackson, the uh, not, yeah, yeah, Shirley Jackson, the writer of like a turning of the screw and uh, Hill House. And she's working on her, um, I guess, her new novel called The Hangsman. And I guess she's trying to find inspiration, but she's a recluse now. She's uh, lost her mind. She's agoraphobe, doesn't leave the house and. They kind of go like lambs to a slaughter into this like marriage that has been burning with hatred for the past couple of years, and they're just thrown into this mix, and they have to figure out how to. Uh, but it's not even live with them. It, it, it has so many layers. I'm so glad. so. This is the other movie. Yeah. Kid Dynamite was the one, and this was the uh, second. This was the second one, yeah. and and honestly, I love this movie. It, it, everyone is a monster. Everyone is. So the side that this is yeah. is I watched this. And I, I took an edible that uh, like somebody's oh, yeah? parent had given me. You got, you got someone slipped you a Mickey? Yeah. And the first half of the movie, I was like, this is like one of the best. Like I'm, I'm yeah. in, 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 in. Yeah. And the second half of the movie, the fucking edible takes over. Oh, wow. This would be an insane movie to see in an edible because it kind of uh, trips you up oh, quite yeah. a bit, even when you're like straight. <laughs> so I haven't watched it, but I was like, oh. I, I don't know where to purposely rank this in some yeah. ways because i love it stuhlberg and moss in this are insane michael stuhlberg right? is one of my favorite uh, actors going you hate him yes but you kind of find him so okay you first find him charming and you just scratch that surface a bit and like wow he is a fucking monster you hate her you scratch that surface a bit she's a fucking like nice person you scratch it even more like she is a monster oh yeah and you just feel like uh there is this burning hatred that these new weds are just kind of kindling that they threw on there and how much is uh it's josephine decker yep. that uh that directs this she is so good right? she is so good like how disorienting <laughs> is her direction it is insane and like there's weird shots where she's writing at a desk in the forest that is so it just fucking destroys biopic movies yeah i was about to say that like this is the best biopic movie in the past couple of years right like by far yeah they don't make biopics like this at all so yeah you're on the edge of your seat in the entire movie because you don't know what the fuck is going to happen and you don't know what's happened in the actual movie because it's so disorientating. Yeah. yeah I, I I thought all, other than her husband, the younger... The guy from Hunters. Y- yeah, he, uh, he's okay. Again, he was supposed to be a dud, right? Like, Yeah, he, so it's his fine. His job is to be a dud. Like, He's in the, the Liam Hendricks You got role. it. The other three, though... Fucking are yeah. great in this. And Elizabeth Moss is just, we talked about her on the last episode. How good is she right yeah. now, right? Is she just killing it? Killing it. Like, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I feel guilty almost about not having this in yeah. my top 10. But I, I honestly got into your both of your heads and I was like, Kyle is going to talk about Kid Detective and Maddie's going to talk about Shirley. But I could easily see. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, surely, I'm I'm definitely gonna rewatch again, uh, and I I kind of want to watch Madeline's. Uh, Madeline. I was thinking that too, actually. Like she's something this is a else. bit more like um, uh, focused in yes. a way. They can actually say, "Oh, there's a linear plot," but it's not really linear. I think people were but, blown away by yeah. her style in the last one, mm-hmm. and they were because there's some people that said that one, uh, Madeline's Madeline, is the better of the two picture. For me, this is the better. Of the yeah, two for pictures. sure. It's more coherent. Like you follow the story, or like Madeline's Madeline, it kind of a bit. Uh, wonky in the storytelling I yeah. found but the style was fucking there right but uh, also I think yeah. you had that in your top yeah 10 I did actually you... yeah yeah so did you see Shirley or nah yeah I, I didn't like as much as you guys no I thought it was okay yeah. um, I, I the thing that you guys liked about it I didn't like about it I thought yeah. it was kind of all over the place I thought like I don't know. For well, I guess one thing. I guess because Shirley Jackson, I thought there's going to be some almost horror elements. And I felt that kind of was in yeah. a weird way. But the, yeah, when they're in the fucking forest. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That like, freaked the fuck out of me. Yeah. And see, I didn't. I didn't get that. Not for the yeah. same reason why. <laughs> and then, like when they start going investigating, I thought like, oh, it's going to become this movie where they're going to investigate mm. what happened to this woman. But then, like, they don't. That's kind of like yeah, I'm okay, about, okay with yeah. all that. Like, the, I I feel like Josephine Decker is is creating her own genre right now. It's kind of yeah. weird, right? You can't yeah. really put this in anything. And then, like, I, I like you know the beginning. It's like ah, oh, they're dealing with the landlords from hell. I almost yeah. would have rather just watched that whole movie. No. And then when when they try to yeah when they try to humanize <laughs> it, I don't know. It didn't uh, it didn't do much for me. It was okay. uh, like it's a complex complex. Uh, and it keeps uh, rotating too, right? Yeah, it keeps rotating like. I, I yeah, this is one I, I I've got a few this year when I would look back and I was like, oh these these were good movies they they mm-hmm. like, but I I don't think I'm gonna ever watch Never Really some sometimes always or whatever yeah. but but that one was like I'm definitely gonna watch that again. Yeah. yeah, you definitely have to right like. So I'm curious what number one is for my yeah. man over here. Sure, Adam knows what it is. Uh, my number one is The Vast of Night. Uh, right, oh, right, 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 wow. Right. Um, I didn't know this. This is uh, this is the only film that, yeah. well, Kid Detective as well, but this is a film like, at this point I had seen shit and I was hitting 2020. And I, I don't know if I, yeah, I guess nothing else did ever match mm. up this. But this is the film that kind of got me excited about the year again. And then, you know, it just fell apart with whatever <laughs> I watched afterwards. But yeah, th- this film, I love how it just jumps in, like you guys mentioned, with these yep. people in the town and you you feel like you're just a part of it. I love, I know you didn't like the ending stuff as much. I love all that. Like, to me, it feels like the why I love the elements of the, the X-Files, the mythology. I, the I like these things, by the way. Like, we, I think we said conspiracy that. Conspiracy talk. Yeah. And I don't know. I, I loved all that. And I, I thought there's some tense and scary moments when he's interviewing sure. people that could be crackpots. But what if they're not? Like, that is all frightening. And the, this it has, like, this... This ever growing something bad could yeah. happen at any time. And I, I thought just, it did a great job. All I that. wish with that is that, and I understand why. If they had that kinetic fucking camera that he's got in the first half and sound design, they 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 lighten everything. Hmm. But I, like, it's all good. Yeah. Even though, like, you, you know where the end is gonna go. I don't care. That's been people's complaints. My only like. And it was totally constraints. Like that opening shot would have taken them forever to plan and forever to execute. You can't do that probably again. But it was just like, oh, we're in this fucking motion the whole time. And then they stopped the motion and they continue. I would have been fine if they stopped the motion when she's on at the telephone operator. 
and then they started it again, but they never do. Yeah, it, it kind of reminded me of JFK, which is a film I love. Yeah, Oliver Stone JFK, where like it's just throwing all the stuff at you, and you don't know what's true or what's not, but it's like kind of frightening and scary either way. I don't mm. know. That you, you know, you now just have that's this... an episode you guys should do. Yeah, JFK or Oliver JFK. Stone. JFK. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think the ending is great. I, I love again. I've been on this kick of like. You know, talk radio and um, yeah, you talked about Pontypool, Eric Bongosian. Yeah, just these these great like what you can do with someone in you know just doing radio, and I think this film kind of does a great job with that aspect as well. As well, Um, yeah, this is a film I'm. You didn't have this on your list, right? I did, yeah. Did you? It was. Do we all have this on? You guys both had it number eight. Yeah. Oh yeah, right, right, right. That's why I think this is the only one that we all three of us have. Oh, Tenet and Tenet. Tenet. Um, Tenet is so surprising, to be yeah. honest. Well, like, I think that was... Still, like, like, in the, this room... Yeah, yeah. I, I'm surprised, I guess, you had it on. I think it was kind of a gimme that yeah. me and Maddie would probably... I it's kind of the only big blockbuster of the year, really, yeah. right? Like, I guess there was... Birds of Prey. Yeah. Did you watch this? We'll talk, we'll talk. We'll we'll okay, okay. Yeah, Anyways, that's my number one. I think we've yeah. kind of covered it. So my number one is Fast Night. Lovers Rock. Surely. There you go. Those are the... Uh, us, the top three super films of the like year. I, I Manny I I thought you were gonna disappoint me because I no. saw you rated high I, I loved it Absolutely and I on it. it I I I it was it was in my driver's seat for mm-hmm. Maddie was the kind of wild card to, like you I expect you kind of me I lived I, up to I, my expectations Maddie was like, like more serious like kind of eight and like seven you didn't really have five. as many fun yeah. films this year on your list so you usually have a whole like. Ten fun well, films. they really haven't had any great blockbusters come out, right? Like, yeah. well, yeah. Why, why don't we get into honorable mentions? I guess did anybody get like punched in the neck in this this year? Like any like superheroes go around kicking ass? Any monsters coming at me? Well, nothing. There, there are, but not good ones. <laughs> yeah. Well, I liked Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four. I, I know, didn't actually check that out. I know that's kind of the film that yeah. everyone hates, and I, I usually go against the grain when it comes to comic book films. Yeah, it's, I might. I'm, it's I'm, not I'm, a perfect film. There's some elements that really is it better me. or worse than the uh, original Wonder Woman? Like the, I think uh, the original one's better, yeah. but I also think the original one's a little bit overrated myself. The I really like the original. Some shitty yeah. elements in it too. There's going to be some elements that rub people the wrong way and have rubbed people the wrong way, and I get mm-hmm. that. I just thought, again, it's so much different than every other comic book film. I think there's about five minutes of action in a two and a half hour film. I'd still be okay with that. It's like... about pretty much a genie where he makes wishes, but when you make a wish, there's negative effects to that. Oh, okay. Is it like the monkey's paw kind of shit going on? Kind of like it's just such this weird personal story for Patty Jenkins. And it's, it's, yeah, it's just, I don't know. I appreciate it on that level that it was. So different. I'm not going to defend it as this amazing film, but I liked it because it was different than every other. Comic I, book I'm film. still going to watch that one. I, it, it's just I, I wasn't going to pay twenty dollars to watch that one. Like it was just like I, ref, I like I did rent some movies to to finish this off, uh, yeah. but that was not going to be one. I rented Kid Dynamite. Uh, the one I thought you might have had on your list was Promising Young Woman. So I thought you might have this on your list. It was close. It was number fourteen for me. So. This was also number 14 for me. Okay. Um, There's a lot to like about it. I had little issues. And I don't know how I feel about the ending of it. I almost feel like she wins but doesn't in a really shitty way. Like it almost like to me I kind of like the ending for that reason. Even though at first when the big thing goes down, Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, this is a huge mistake. And then I kind of went, 
maybe this isn't a huge mistake. That's the movie I'm also curious to rewatch again because yeah. I think there's a lot going on. I think too. I went in. I don't know about you, but maybe you had like I went in thinking it's going to be yes. rape revenge. Like yeah. it's going to be her I getting on your revenge. Grave. <laughs> yeah, and it's none of that. Like there's yeah. no killings in this movie. I honestly like in Adam some, Brody's in this too. Actually, some ways, huh? Adam Brody's in this too. Small yeah. part, but <laughs> no. I I watched I watched this in Kid Diamond Dynamite oh. the same night. It was an Adam Kid Brody detective. Kid, what did I call it? <laughs> Kid, Kid Dynamite. Dynamite. <laughs> Kid Dynamite. That should be the next one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, I, I watched um, an Adam Brody double feature okay. to start a night off, and it, we started with Promising Young Woman. And I think if my wife did this list, she would have this pretty high. See, I would be really curious, and I've seen it's very divisive. It seems like be, probably because of the ending, a lot of women hate it and think it's not, it's against going against its message. It's exploitative, and then, yeah. And then a lot of people are, are plus. And I'm kind of, I don't know how I feel. I think I am more like, it is. A, I don't know if I like that ending, but I think it's an important film either way. I think it's getting people talking, and that's the most important part. I mean, it's it's bringing out that whole you know taking advantage of drunk people, what's rape, all that, which has been a big thing the past couple of years. I, yeah, and I think Carrie Mulligan is fantastic. There's a lot to love, and it, like I said, it was close to making mine. I just had some issues with it. Yeah, I, I think uh, I, I agree. Uh, one that I don't think you guys watched, Let Him Go, was very close. It was on my list don't up even until know the this, end. What is this? Uh, Diane Keaton, Kevin Costner. Oh, yeah. Diane Lane. Yeah, sorry, Diane Lane. Um, <laughs> it was like, Diane Keaton, what, the, what is this movie? <laughs> they're like the perfect, like, you know, the perfect little farm couple family. They have a son. He's, uh, you know, has a wife who's just had a kid. The son dies at the beginning, but they treat her as if, you know, she's their daughter anyways. But she grew up actually from a terrible side. Like, her family is just despicable people that do horrible things. And they pretty much force her to come back with them. So Diane uh, Lane Lane. and Kevin Costner go. They're going to go. They want to see their grandson to make sure everything's okay. And shit just goes down. There's shit in this that you do not expect to see in a Kevin Costner film. <laughs> I think my problem I had the wholesome stuff is almost too apple pie, yeah. too good to get you wholesome. But that shit, like when it goes, there's a great scene. I'm trying to who's the 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 mother of the family? Like they're they're known as like the crime this this terrible oh, this syndicate. You don't fuck with these people. I don't know who the. I don't know. Is it Leslie? Leslie Manville. Leslie Manville, who plays oh, yeah. like the lead mother of this crime family. There's a great scene at the dinner table, and she is so fucking good. There's a lot of great moments, and again, like... It, you guys still haven't seen uh, Phantom Thread, have you? No. No, I haven't. So Phantom Thread, we we taped the, the, our best of 2018. Uh, 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 like That was the first one you guys invited me on. Yeah. And we did the episode. A week later, I watched Phantom Thread, and I was like, oh, there's my number one there movie of the year. Is she despicable in that movie, or is she... Okay. Oh, yeah. Because this is the first thing I've seen her and that I know of. Maybe I have, but like so, she owns this family. But yeah, it's Diane just, Lane and Kevin Costner. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that Superman's parents? Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> I mean, it's like the perfect wholesome uh, Kansas. Is that, is that why you like it? <laughs> no, again, it's shit. Go like again. Once it gets that dinner scene, even leading up to it, you know it's tense. You know something bad is going to go down, and then they get to the scene, and again, that whole dinner scene is so fucking tense. And then it goes from there. It's not 
you I think you should watch again. Yeah. yeah. If if the wholesome stuff wasn't so perfectly apple pie wholesome, I think this film would have been on a lot more people's list because I think like once they go looking for this family, it is like it's on. Does it go Winter's Bony or um? I don't. I just know like that whole dinner scene. I couldn't breathe. Like I'm like exactly shit, right, man. Yeah. Like it's just fuck. Yeah, I, I think you guys should watch it again. I don't know if it. You guys will love it. I think you'll probably have issues with it. But again, there's a scene that you're not expecting in this type of Kevin Costner film. I'll just say that's very, very violent. And it's like, oh shit! And it, I'll just say it involves an axe. If you had said sensual, I would have. Yeah, all right. I'm <laughs> I'll, in. Say it, I'll, I'll say it involves an axe, and I won't say any more. If you but said it was sensual, and involved a baseball glove. <laughs> I'm watching that movie. <laughs> Uh, the the big You're one watching it oh natural. <laughs> yeah. The big one that is on everyone's list and may win the Oscars. Boo! Mank, the David Fincher uh, flick. I already knew. Yeah, I watched a trailer for this and it didn't really look like it was uh, up my alley. So I liked it. Yeah, but it, it's like the weakest, probably. It's one of the weaker David Fincher. Like I liked it. And it was like it was fine. It's fine. Yeah. I watched Citizen Kane and, and prep for this. And was blown away by how good that movie is. I haven't seen it since college, and it, mm. I fucking was... It was amazing. And so I was excited to watch this. I don't know, man. I think I enjoyed what I... I don't know if I've ever seen the full movie, but the RKO that made-for-TV biopic... Yeah. I think was almost more interesting. I Honestly, I, I think it's uh, very relative. I know you had mentioned this, uh, but I and I had mentioned this when we talked before, but the photography is terrible in this movie. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know if I would say terrible, but nothing stood out to me. Like, it's like, definitely as weak as... Like, the... You expect so much digital, more. digital, like... Black oh, yeah, sorry, yeah, the, I agree with that. If any film this year should have been fucking shot on film, it's this film's... And they shoot it digitally, and it looks digitally, and it makes no sense, because they're talking about... All the, the burn marks a, are terrible. Yeah, all like, the scratches, it's so... And I don't understand, because yeah. Netflix throws around fucking money like it's nothing. You're telling me you couldn't give him the couple this, extra... This had a lot of budget, to, you could tell already. I, I know you liked Oldman. I didn't really like Oldman. I did like Oldman, yeah. Uh, I, I liked everyone else. I thought Amanda Seyfried was, was great in it, actually. Um... I thought Charles Dance was great as, as William Randolph Hearst. I should love this movie. I love this era. I love everything about yeah. it. Uh, and more different than The Minority, though. Like, everyone else seems to be really praising Honestly, it, it's a ridiculous movie. The story is bunk and is, is not uh, interesting either. Yeah, I read up it is all kind of bullshit. But what is... Yeah, it's... Well, 3.4, actually. It's not as high as I thought. I thought it was in the fours. I think it it started off that way, and it's starting yeah. to slow... Like, I watched this, and it was around Christmas time. And at that point, it was like, this is the greatest movie of the year! And I was like, this is bullshit. This is the most bullshit movie I've watched all year. What the fuck is wrong with David Fincher? Um, but it's his dad's movie. Yeah. And 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 you still get David Fincher esque moments throughout. Like he's he's still fucking really good. He's the best, right? Mm-hmm. It's my least favorite David Fincher movie, though. It's probably near the bottom for me. I mean, I didn't. Love, I gotta I gotta rewatch. I didn't Alien love Gone Street. Girl, and I didn't love Panic Room either. But uh, everything else, I would put over this for sure. I would re- actually. Sorry, I haven't seen those. Benjamin Button. So oh, I don't know how that that just looks. <laughs> cheesy that looks like forrest gump to me which i don't like um what <laughs> you don't like forrest gump it's so cheesy yeah come on yeah. get in the cornball man that's a film that just seems like like i want to win an oscar uh yeah sometimes it, like so, cornball movies yeah it's i think that's a film too that that film man was on tv every single day if you were playing a movie in school 
I got so sick of seeing Forrest Gump. I think I've seen so much of that movie without fully... Like, I think I've sat and watched the whole thing maybe once or twice. Oh, but really? I think, but I think I've seen, pretty much seen it like a hundred so times. So one of my... Uh, the last time I watched Forrest Gump, aside, mm-hmm. one of my favorite movie-going experiences. So I, I start watching Forrest Gump. It's, it's New Year's Eve, 2003. Oh, Wow. And I'm watching Forrest Gump, and I've I've set up my whole house, my student house, for everyone to come for a party. And I think it's 2000, 2002, 2000, whatever. Early odds. Yeah. I'm I, so I'm setting up this party, and I start just I put throw on Forrest Gump. It's on TV. I watch from the beginning, from the opening credits. Everything's ready for the party. I'm getting hammered <laughs> by like, yourself, like by myself. <laughs> And loving fucking Forrest Gump. And then about three quarters of the way in, people start showing up. And everyone's like, everyone knows Forrest Gump. Everyone doesn't need to get a recap or whatever. So people sit down, start having drinks. Everyone's having a good time. By the end of the movie, there's like 20 of us in a room, and Forrest Gump is ending, and everyone's losing their fucking minds. It is... That movie will do that to you, right? A quintessential... Honestly, before that, I was like, fuck Forrest Gump. I'm I'm a cool movie guy. You know what? Forrest Gump brings people together. (laughs) See, I'm the opposite. I liked it the first time I watched it. I just hate it. Yeah. That movie made me dislike Tom Hanks. I've grown to, I've, you know, forgotten my hate for Tom Hanks and I can appreciate How can him more hate now. fucking Tom Hanks? That yeah. movie did it for me, man. Wow. Uh, yeah. If I ever, yeah. I, that's a movie I own on Blu-ray and it sat there sealed and I've never watched it because I just. Uh, I need to recreate the situation for you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. yeah. it would happen. happen. It, it would be easy. You I don't think so. You just start getting drunk. We'll bring over all your yeah, best friends and we'll all sit around the movie. Oh, I disagree. I, there's no chance in hell. <laughs> Uh, let's move on. Um, you would never watch Forrest Gump again? I don't know. It's uh, Fuck that. Uh, Wolfwalkers, um, an animated film. So did you watch this with your kids? I did. You did? Yeah. And did they like it? They didn't. Yeah, they, they kind of watched it. They yeah. kind of got bored and, and ended up doing kind of something and watching it while doing something else, like playing mm-hmm. video games while L- watching. Like kids yeah, now. Do. do. Well, yeah, it, I, I mean, I don't think it connected with them the same way other films do, which kind of makes sense. I mean, there's... I'll say straight up, I'm not a kid movie guy. Like Pixar, I don't give a fuck about any of those movies. Anything Disney's done, they're fine. I think like Inside Out, I actually really enjoy everything else. Like I... Up, Wally, they're fine. I don't... They're okay. Yeah. And that's how I felt about this one. Like, the animation was beautiful. I loved that aspect of it. I, it was so Yeah, funny. the animation in this is, like, a different style and very unique. And So I'm not going to judge it. Like, I'm not going to, you know, I have no, I have nothing to say in it. It's just like it was another family movie. I don't, I have, I don't have kids. I thought it was wonderful. If I did have kids, I'd be like, watch this Take over this out, and kids. over again. Uh, but I, I don't. So it doesn't, it, like, again, this is a movie that, I think it's like 16 or 17, but it's it's high up there. I I think it's actually like like ever, as a kids movie, it's the best kids ever movie I've seen in years. about Soul this year and I just have no interest in watching any of that. Did you watch Soul? Anybody? It wasn't as good as I thought it would. I don't I don't pretty, have a, yeah. that one. Onward, like yeah. any, any Disney movies that's usually like those are the bottom. When I make a list of like movies I need to check out, they all go to the bottom of the list yeah. for me. Even if like people are raving about them. I don't know, I just can't. I, this, I, way, this is different than a Pixar movie. Like no, it is. at least it someone is, is it, it it's is. like a small studio. Yeah. They're telling a story that's kind of unique with it like it's just I think as soon as just knowing that it it still is targeted towards children. 
I just know I'm not going to get that much out of it. I don't know what it is. I just never do. And I always try. And I just like, I try to watch all these Pixar movies. And in the end, like, like up, it starts out and I'm enjoying it. And then you get into the talking dogs with the device on its head. And I'm just like, okay, I'm out of this movie now. (laughs) Well, Wally, I love all this stuff where it's like him alone on a planet. As soon as he gets to the world with the humans and it's all the kid stuff, I'm out of it. I just lose interest quickly. I don't know. It's It's a problem that I have with all that shit. So, yeah, again, I'm not saying it's probably a great movie. I just am not the person to judge it. What about Swallow? Didn't you guys watch that? No, one? I didn't. That that's, might be down your pathway. It's pretty much this woman that uh, is in this marriage and it's kind of treated horribly like her husband. It's almost like you should be thankful that you're married into this rich family and her the parents treat her like that way too. Actually, I think it's Janie is the parent as well, I believe. Mm. Uh, I think, yeah, it might be... Yeah. Anyways, but it, she's kind of depressed and bored and just decides she's going to start eating weird things and it gets like bad. Like it starts huh. out like a marble and then it's shit. And next thing you know, it's fucking. And she's pregnant too, which is even scarier. Huh. It gets to the point where it's like she's going to the hospital and like, and then, then they're all judging her like you're fucked up instead of Wait, treating her like. Is this choke, right? Like, have you read Choke? I've read Choke. I've never watched the movie. Yeah, it's kind of like the same premise. I, I didn't love it. Again, it's not my type of film, but it might yeah. be your... Again, it's just like kind of like depressing. For, <laughs> I don't want to... Anyways, it, it might be something up your guys' path. Um, I don't know if there's... Do you guys have anything else? That, yeah, I, I, uh, Dick Johnson is dead. What, is this a documentary? Is this a yeah, movie th- about someone's father? Like- yeah, this is a documentary. Uh, this is j- just outside my uh, my top ten. This is basically yeah, a lot of people really liked it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's it's really really good. Uh, so it's a woman that her father that ba- basically has dementia. He's you know was before this a very very he was a doctor, he was a functioning man, and, and and they know he's gonna start just forgetting everybody. And uh, it's got this fucking dark humor about it, like they're setting him up in all these crazy scenes. Where where he's like losing his memory, but he's reliving his best moments and and stuff. And he's game. He's he's this fucking teddy bear of a man. He's just like an awesome guy you want to be around. I wish you guys. It seen sounds this. like you're yeah. talking about me. Yeah, yeah. Everyone, everyone loves Kyle, <laughs> <laughs> and he's so personable and lovable, right? Um, he's so positive. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I would re- really recommend both of you. It's on Crave, right? It's Netflix. Uh, Again, it just seems so depressing. Like I don't want to think of death. So it, 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 so it is. <laughs> I don't want to think like, of my parents dying. The death side is depressing, but she does it with such a light touch. Mm-hmm. And also, he is the most fucking charming guy. Like, there's gonna be tears, man. Yeah. But uh, this would be a good one. I bet. Uh, if you watch this with Hannah or you watch this with Becky, mm-hmm. like this is something to watch together. What happens if you're a ginger and you have no soul? You're going to have trouble with this. <laughs> uh, Baby Teeth. Did you guys watch this? No, never heard of that. Uh, a really cool, uh, really cool, fuck. <laughs> it's 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 a very interesting coming of age story that has Eliza Scanlon, who was known for... Sharp Objects was like the big thing she was in. Uh, Ben Mendelsohn is in this as well as one of the parents. She's a girl that has cancer. It's one of these kind of things. But it goes off where where she gets obsessed with this drug dealer dude who's just fucking... He's a drug dealer, but also he's addicted to drugs. And the father, Ben Mendelsohn, is 
a guy that gives out drugs because he's a psychiatrist. Yeah. Um, it doesn't play the normal beats at all of, of what you would expect that coming of age sort yeah, of story. Yes. Most of it is ridiculous and kind of funny until it's not. Okay. What about, I, I thought you guys would have had Palm Springs. No, I didn't. How? Boy. Terrible was this movie. Yeah, I didn't like that at all. A lot of people were loving this movie, though. I was surprised. If you're going to try to do Groundhog's Day, like... Just watch Groundhog's Day. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, the first scene where he does the dance is fucking amazing. Yeah. Because you see, like, he knows every step, but he's fucking just torn. Mm -hmm. I Like, there's elements of this movie that I really, really like, but, man, the, the second half just turns into nothing, and I fucking really... Didn't I, I think I actually overrated it? Like I, I really don't like the the second half of this movie at all. What about the Five Bloods, the film I kind of hated? Uh, I feel this movie had such a janky a presence. Like you had no idea what this movie was supposed to be—a comedy, uh, action. Yeah, like, uh, yeah I thought historical. it was a mess. Like, like it was really so all over the map. I, I this is my. I don't know what is the Five Bloods. The Five Bloods is my number twenty-two of the year. So I quite like this movie still like mm. I, I like i like all the ptsd stuff mm-hmm. that it gets the, all the messes from that i love all the performances mm-hmm. uh honestly like it's one of those movies where delroy lindo is that's best one of yeah. the best performances i've seen all year i really enjoyed that. except for when he gets caught in like the vines and fights a snake no that's fucking amazing <laughs> oh, man that just made me laugh my head off it was so bad <laughs> No, I, I'm okay with all that. Like he's this film seems like it was like a full moon. Like should have been starring Michael Dudikoff. Like <laughs> it was just such a cheesy mess. I was I was surprised. Like when people were talking about Oscar nominations, I was like, Are "You fucking insane? no." I, th- for me, I, I'm actually disappointed. This this got nothing. And uh, and the flashbacks were so poorly shot. Like so, they looked like shit. What so, was he going for with that look? So and the I, acting and everything was I, so bad. I think the and, biggest mistake was doing everything with the same age as they are now and you know it was a big risk but here's the thing like i'll take that from spike lee over just doing yeah or just like most people will just like ah well i'm just gonna make a normal movie like i was enraptured by this i think actually this would maybe i'd have i i I feel bad speaking for tammy on this but i I think this would be even higher on hers I think Spike Lee, I mean, I've only seen a couple of his films, but he just seems like... It's my... Two on that, like, he really beats you over the head with his message. Like, he's not... There's no subtleness in a Spike Lee There's no subtleness, but also, like, there's complexity because he's throwing all these other things at you. So you think you know, but, like, the main guy in this is a fucking Trump worshiper. Yeah. And he's not disparaging to him at all. He's sympathetic. Mm-hmm. He's the most sympathetic to that character out of anybody in terms of how, how he shoots him and gives him time. So I, I think Spike is more dynamic and 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 still there's some amazing. The monologue scene is one of the best things yeah. I've seen in the year. Second Spike uh, favorite Spike Lee movie of the year for me. Um, I didn't even know he did another one. David Byrne's American Utopia is oh, one of the best concert okay. films of the last ten years. Unbelievable! Not it. Not it's not stop making sense, but it's fucking yeah. great. I don't even know what you just said there. <laughs> I think those were bad. It's like names a, like a Broadway um, uh, uh, David Byrne did a Broadway. You, talking musical. Heads, you know Talking Heads. Uh, I'm f- I, I know the band name. I don't know. So this really. is lead singer of Talking Heads, okay. and this is his like uh, on on Broadway show. Mm-hmm. It's on Crave. 
It yeah. is filled with joy and fun and great music. It is a music, uh, you know, documentary on film. I don't think it's always successful in that way. Uh, the end is fucking super impactful. And the music is amazing because it's David Byrne. What's the Broadway show that everyone loved this year? Hamilton? Yeah, I never watched that. But I don't really care about, about that. that. Uh, what about, uh, we were just, we talked about earlier, Birds of Prey. Ooh, that was a rough one. I was one. excited. And yeah. there was elements that I really loved. Yes. I have no idea who this movie is marketed to. It is like violent as anything, yeah. but it's like cartoonish. But like the jokes are like for a 13 year old girl. So like it's it's strange to yes, me. It, it, I hated Ian McGregor. I don't know yeah. what the fuck he was going I for. I hated in this. like who played like Zav Victor Zaz? Like Like Black what? Mask should have been amazing and yeah. yeah. But it, like the direction I think was fantastic and it looked great. Yes. Yeah. And there some of the action scenes were even like really well. All the practical put effects, uh, effects I I mentioned this uh, like on your letterbox yeah. t- today. Mm. Didn't you like that that it wasn't just CGI nonsense? Uh, like it, yeah. it was nice. Well again cuz usually the gritty level story ones are and yeah i liked that like it was more of a an action 80s action than like you know big cgi superhero film but yeah like it, it was a mess totally and like mary elizabeth winstead who i usually love this was her worst but she was so bad in this yeah, yeah. like when she was delivering her lines there, there's a couple i was like oh my god that's one of the worst lines i've seen this year yeah she was the delivery and she and, has the best backstory yeah like she should have been the best character and she was so bad I, yeah oh. Margot Robbie is still great. I do yeah, like the the breakfast scene. I, I'm not going to lie. That made me the next day when yeah. I made that sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, honestly, like, I don't hate that movie. I, it's not. I don't hate it. It's. I guess it, I'm just so disappointed no, with I, it. I, I'm not disappointed at all. It was it, above expectations for me. Oh, really? Yeah. I was, I was it went in. People, more. yeah, it had like really, it was really well reviewed that movie. For so me, I expected better from I it. I gave Suicide Squad one and a half. That Stars. was bad yeah. too, but I don't know though. I might rather watch Suicide Squad. Never. Both were bad. I don't know. I didn't really like either. Yeah, they were both pretty bad. This like, one, at least for me, is like nothing. I don't think Harley Quinn enjoyable. should be doing like she should be a side character. I don't see. Her it was as a lead way character. too much. Like even that first like five minutes of her like dialogue, like ooh, this is yeah, kind they're, of they're, real. you know they're having trouble too. Yeah. Like oh, we have to make her kind of like the nice person. Yeah. But exactly. But it's like we know she's a terrible yeah killer. Uh, what about Bill and Ted face the music? Did you not watch this? I didn't even check it out. No. Yeah. Was this on like, your top I was 10 so most excited, yeah. Man, that movie, like I I love Excellent Adventure. I think Bogus Journey is not very good. I just felt embarrassed for both of them the whole time. Mostly Keanu Reeves. Like Keanu Reeves is doing John Wick. Yeah. But in this film, like he can't be this character anymore, but he's trying to be. Mm-hmm. But he's like serious and it just I I felt so bad and it was it was bad. Like it was it and then like you have who again I normally love Oh it's, uh, it's a weaving? Yeah, some Samira Weaving. I love her. She's playing one of their She's been in a lot of bad movies though already. Yeah, that's true. But in this, like her and the other her friend are playing. Who I their also kids. like from uh Atypical. Yeah, I, I don't know, but they're trying oh, to be Bill right. and Ted's and it just like it just feels it feels like you know when you see an SNL parody and they're trying to be those yeah. characters, it's like they weren't doing their own thing. They were trying to be, it and it just felt like a parody. Uh, yeah, this film I was. I'm gonna have to get a Lovers awful. Rock hangover to watch that. Movie. <laughs> yeah, um, Greyhound. So I didn't check it out. I was excited to watch that. So well, and I, I didn't. Look, I like this, but I, I, I also I think you almost need to be like a historical nut. For this, because they're see, all, I normally love war. Yeah, maybe I because all the do stuff love war films. Though, like my but. my great uncle was um, Howard was was a signalman on one of those ships. Mm-hmm. So all of that stuff were there. He's telling the signalman to do that. Like I, 
Yeah, I remember at a bar you were talking to one of your buddies, I think someone from the Dirty Nil maybe, Yeah, and you guys were just going off on this nerdy war stuff. Oh, yeah, you talking about MacArthur? <laughs> no, you guys are like talking about on a whole other level. I'm not making, like, again, yeah, it's, and that's it's fine. Nerdy war stuff. Like how I would probably talk about comic book films or something. Yeah. And and yeah, this film I think like it's made for that type of person. Like there's no, it's it's incredibly no historically. It's just like no all characters. The, all the dialogue is just like uh, war jargon. So like, uh, both of it's 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 Luke Bentham from the Dirty Nil and I occasionally, and he knows way more about mm-hmm. World War Two shit than I do. I, I like I I like history, and we both like this podcast, Hardcore History, and Hardcore History had Tom Hanks on it. They never ever interview anyone, and. It's so accurate, and this guy is, would fucking tell somebody if they weren't accurate. It's so accurate in terms of all the movements, all the stuff they're telling people to do. The CGI is bad. It's a, yeah, it's an ugly. The, it felt like the whole movie was done on a green screen. Like it was so ugly, and it doesn't help either that a lot of it takes place at night, so you're getting, you can barely see it as it is. But then it's like ugly I think if you CGI. understand some of the like the war, like yeah. what they're saying, like what all that shit that they're relaying. For, like Luke and I talked about this the other day. Like it's it's really good for us. Like it's a good movie, <laughs> yeah. but it's not a good movie. No, like no. The, other than Tom Hanks, you don't know or care about anyone, and even him. All you get this sh- cheesy flashback that means nothing. With I that. hate so Elizabeth. That's a, what's that, the name of Elizabeth Shue? Is that yeah, Elizabeth Shue? Yeah. So that's the part I hate about the movie. And when I was like, "Fuck this movie," and I remember being like, "Fuck this movie," just give me all the war fucking shit because yeah. it is almost like. Finally, a war movie that is just like nuts and bolts. How do they fucking stop the submarines? Anyways. Yeah. Uh, way Back, did you? I, I yeah. I like that one. I didn't yeah, I like the Way Back. Anymore. It's a, a sports movie like uh, Hoosiers. Oh, it's a Ben Affleck uh, joint. But he's a drunk. It, <laughs> it, it's, it's, it's great. It, that would be like my number 20 movie of the year. Okay, and then uh, the one that uh, you mentioned that you enjoyed, I think, was 7500. I didn't get a chance to see that one. Uh, Yeah, so this is one with Joseph uh, Gordon-Levitt where he's a pilot and then these terrorists take over. Okay. Very economical. I I honestly think this could be something that you guys like more than me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I checked out the trailer and I was on the fence. And again, I had to pick and choose at this point. Um, Um, I, I could see you either thinking like, oh... You know, it, it there is some grim moments, but it's really tense and and, and really well executed. For me, it was a little slight. Mm-hmm. Uh, that would be my number thirty-five movie of the year. The the one one thing we forgot to do at the beginning of this episode, so maybe I should run down it now, is our most anticipated list to see how we compared. So we'll do it a bit different this episode, and we'll sure. do it at the yeah. end. Um, I have it here. Uh, I'll just run down really quickly and we can just briefly talk. So I had number 10, The Woman in the Window. Didn't get released. Heard of shit, though. Uh, number nine, Last Duel. Didn't get released. Come to America. It was going to be a 2021 movie. So yeah, none of these guys. Bill and Ted's Face the Music I had. No Time to Die. Didn't get released. Godzilla vs. Kong. Ghostbusters Afterlife. Dune. Top Gun Maverick and Tenet. So out of all wow. those, only yeah. two got released. And uh, I didn't. Tenet was a bit of a disappointment, but it made my list. Not number one though. And Bill and Ted's Face Music, I did not enjoy. So, yeah. not close for me. Maddie, 
Number 10, you had VHS. Oh, yeah. I actually enjoyed this. Wasn't as good as I thought it would be. You gave it like two stars. <laughs> oh, I think so, did I? I think yeah. you gave it three. Yeah, no, I think you gave it two, oh, Maddie. It's bad. Right. Right, I didn't then. like it. It's um, very I remember ex- there was like funny moments. I actually like giggled. Yeah. There were some yeah. moments that were really funny, but yeah. then you'd have to get through like the it's next te- 10 minutes. Which it, were... it honestly, I think I mentioned it before, it's like you were watching television as we watch as yeah. kids. Yeah. It, you'd occasionally see something funny and you'd spend two hours just flipping the dial. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Maddie, you must have been drunk when you put together this list because you had number nine, The Invisible Man, so you didn't include that as horror. Number eight, you had Morbius. You didn't include it as horror and that didn't come out. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you had Impractical Jokers, the movie. I was excited about that. The worst of the year. Yeah, yeah well. <laughs> uh, the Kingsman didn't get released. Godzilla vs. Kong didn't get released. Wonder Woman 1984, you didn't even Have watch. Have you checked out? Ghostbusters Afterlife, Tenet, and Top Gun Maverick. So you had Tenet, I guess, right. high up in, in the pipe. Adam, you had number 10, Rebecca. Oh. How would you feel about that right. one? It was terrible. You wrote a review talking about cannibalism, and then I re- found it afterwards because that has to do with, uh, what's his name's real life. Yeah. Uh, there's no cannibalism in the movie then, eh? I was like, you kind of like, oh, really? Did they just like go <laughs> their, down their own path? Like, I'm, I awesome. was going to check it out, and then when I figured it out that you were telling Arnie Hammer's real life, all the weird shit going on with him, then I was like, ah, fuck that. No, the, don't watch the new Rebecca. It's fucking garbage. But you had number nine, Shirley. So there you go. You like that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, number eight, Nightmare Alley didn't come out. Uh, number, you had Those Who Wish Me Dead. I don't know what that is. It hasn't was. come out. Okay. That's you, the new uh, Tyler Sheridan or whatever. You had No Taylor Time Sh- to Die didn't come out. You had Mank. Didn't uh, end up being a disappointment for you. Yeah. Uh, you had French Dispatch, The Dune. On the Rocks, you had number two. Yeah. Big disappointment. Why Why was that number two? Just because Bill Sophia Cop- Coppola. Oh, it is Sophia. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know it was Sophia Coppola. Uh, um, yeah, Sophia Coppola back with Bill Murray for me. I want to check it out, but what was she, oh, you guys haven't watched this? No, Rashida, Rashida Jones. Rashida Jones is just yeah. like uh, she's just like uh, man, it, so dull to it, me. Honestly, he has some great scenes, and I feel like there's one that especially feels like such a wasted moment, and it ends. Yeah, it, I, I want to check it out. I just so I, I think about when I saw that you didn't m- like it that much. Mank I was like, yeah. and Chicago. Uh, Trials show seven. I I'd said were my biggest like kind of disappointments or or yeah, yeah. this is my Joker of the year. My three billboards or whatever you yeah, want to yeah. talk about. Where I I don't like the the main thing, but uh, and then uh, on the rocks is 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 actually more so than those. And then number one, you had Tenant, which I'm well, I'm surprised I didn't know you would have been that anticipated for you. Uh, yeah, I don't. The only other one I wanted to bring up, uh, none of well, two that. So uh, first cow, I have it on my list was number eleven. Okay, and I didn't think it was going to actually. That's, I'm I thought it was a film you yeah. would even know about at the time because usually I, when we do these lists, it's like only the bigger films. I thought about. it was a 2019 movie. Okay, so I didn't include it at the last moment, but I've got it on my letterbox list of of, of time. So I got. Something. Yeah. There's only two I want to bring up. I didn't see them. I don't think any of us saw them. But two that are getting a lot of... Um, Nomadland. Nomadland and Min- Minari, Minari yeah. uh, that are on everyone's... High up on everyone's list. None of us saw those? No, I, I just... Uh, Nomadland is basically impossible to see in yeah, Canada. Yeah, that's, that's a problem, eh? Like, the ones that are all the getting the Oscar buzz and it's hype on everyone's list, like, how do we see it? And yeah. it sucks because we, we can't count that. I mean, not that it's probably going to be my thing, but I could see it maybe being your thing. And by the time you see it, you won't be included because it's, 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 you know, that, it's not that, 21. And Minari, you could get, but it's going to cost you $20 right now. Yeah. And it's very hard to. Uh, so those are our two movies I'll definitely see. I've got a couple I just wanted to mention Corpus Christi, which is a Polish film. Really great. 
kind of starts with this guy that's in in juvie prison and then somehow escapes to become a priest. Huh. Has a fucking great ending. I I thought some of the religious stuff in the middle didn't quite connect. This will be a fairly similar theme with uh, Vitalina Barali, this woman that goes back to Portugal, to Lisbon, to see go to where her husband lived when she never really spent any time with her husband. He never followed her to where they were going to live. All that stuff is amazing. It's this unbelievably shot movie, but then it it does lean on the religious stuff that I just can't really get into too much. Beanpole? Did either of you see this? this No, really? Oh, Beanpole, uh, uh, one of the best performances of a newcomer of the year, and I'm not even going to try because it's it's a crazy (laughs) Russian name. Um... It's Russia after World War II and two women who have fought in in the war and, and some things that went on there. The Assistant, uh, which is kind of like a Weinstein oh, yeah, sort heard, of situation. Yeah. I heard kind of like, it seemed like everyone was talking about it, and then when it came out, everyone was like, eh, it's okay. It's really good, okay. except that it never kind of goes all in, I feel, in some ways. the the uh, In terms of like, Maybe it should be more like Brazil, yeah. In terms of how it looks and everything else, um, Boy State, great uh, documentary that came out this year. Crip Camp, great documentary that came out this year. Uh, I think that's oh one documentary I just wanted to quickly mention. Then um, I don't think you liked it as much. I didn't love it or anything, but it was fascinating. Class Action Park. It was kind of a fun one. Oh, yeah. Just no, pretty I much about this I amusement like park that, that like. I can't believe this existed. I don't know if I really. Yeah. I feel like they needed a broader inter- people to interview. It's like they focus on like these couple of people that aren't really that. They're not even that connected. No, but it, just the stories they do tell. It's like this is kind yeah. of insane. The first fifteen minutes are like this is crazy, and then you have to watch another hour. I, I think it's yeah. I think it's one of those ones that like it fascinates. It's not necessarily a great doc, but I loved hearing that this thing. The existed. stories. Yeah. yeah. Time. Did you guys watch Time? No. That documentary, uh, basically about a husband that's been in jail for oh, I've heard basically about it, yeah. no reason. Uh, it's on Amazon Prime. The footage that is actually shot by them that isn't the present footage, unbelievable. Yeah, it just again seemed like one of those depressing. <laughs> it, it is. It's heartbreaking. Uh, and yeah. and and this it got too stagey for me yeah. with the new stuff. I, I I definitely I'm a little bit fatigued out with the. New crime, yeah, but it's not new. True not, crime, not cri- yeah, yeah, true crime. Wait, there's a big one that I thought would have made your list, and you didn't even talk about it. What's the sound of something about a? Doubt? Oh, the sound of metal. Oh, yeah. How, yeah, I thought you. Were um, doing. that's like everyone's raving about that one. It got, so, it got nominated for best picture, didn't it? It's a documentary. Is that like the? No, it's not, no. Not, not, oh, it's not a documentary. No, it's got a Rizmod. Is is the the lead drummer? Oh, it's so it's not. I thought it was a documentary. No, oh, it's okay. um. Uh, is it a biopic? That's why I didn't watch it because no, I it was a documentary. it's not a. It's a. It, it, you and I, yeah. Um, especially you who used to have to stand beside a drummer. It's a guy, a drummer that loses his hearing basically after a show. Okay. And it gets worse and worse and worse till he's deaf. Uh oh. In a very rapid time, and something yeah. you and I could definitely relate to. Yeah. It also turns into kind of a therapy movie, which I don't. I don't. I don't know. Yeah. That part was a struggle for me. I also found it wasn't. You know, there's a few elements that don't really connect in terms of what it's trying to say. 
great lead performance, some great you know, overall sound design that they never take further enough. And honestly, it hit me hard because of, you know, my own personal. Yeah. Fear of losing your fear hearing. of losing my hearing. Yeah. It's like the horror that, so you, it would have been a horror film for you. Yeah. <laughs> it honestly was, uh, Olivia cooks in it as well. Mm. She's pretty good in it. I'm so confused. Yeah. I thought it was a doc. Um, Couple of movies, I guess I thought were docs this year that weren't. I well, might have checked them out. Uh, I don't know. Is there anything else? Are we no, done we're getting then? a bit long in the yeah. tooth, aren't yeah. we? So we should probably wrap this up. Uh, if you uh, want to give us your best uh, 10 of yeah, the. Yeah, uh, sure. So, I mean, I probably will not watch them because I'm yeah. so done with 2020 yeah, now. Or, but uh, give me some robots. I'll add them to the watch list to watch in a <laughs> year or so. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you can email us at moviecitymaniacs at gmail.com. Uh, you can find us on Facebook. Just search Movie City Maniacs. We have a group page and a like page. Or you can find us on Instagram. At Movie Cine Maniacs. I will update that whenever Kyle posts new episodes. I've been, yeah, I, fuck, I got to get on that. I apologize, people. I'm going to get these out in 2022. Yeah. By this time, you're on a flow. You're just releasing things every week. Well, you know what? Now that we're done all this 2020 nonsense, I think I can, I have, because now it's like instead of watching a movie on my lunch, I'll just edit. There you um, go. Anyway. All right. Well, stay yeah, scared. Hopefully your 2020 guys. is okay. And uh, yeah, hopefully twenty best of twenty twenty one is a little. Well, this ended up being an okay this part, but yeah, overall, I yeah, want to see. I want to. I want to see more of twenty twenty one. I want to see more explosions, more Tom Cruise. <laughs> Honestly, like more I, I looked at this list and I, I was, I was happy. Well, I yeah. think this is if you're into the like for you would make like this is a great is year a, for smaller films. Not a great year in general. Like yeah. I looked at last year. Last year, the top, top was just fucking unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this year was a good year, but it, I don't know if I have something that's, again, top 100. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, uh, stay cool, scared, guys. guys. Yeah, thanks. Bye. I've been holding this pee for like a half an hour and it's killing me.